and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner. I'm here with James Farley. Hello. And with Matt Murray. Hello. And a special guest this week. It's Andy Smith from Spilt Milk Studios. Why can I never say that? I can never (laughs) say your name and then your studio name straight afterwards. It's so weird. Sorry, I've stepped all over your hello there, but hello. It was only in German. It's fine. I was just showing off. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Have you? I mean, are you excited? I'm you incredibly must be pretty excited. buzzing. I am. Um, I've got a couple of white wines in me, and I'm, I'm ready for the evening. You were supposed to be on last week, but you balls that all up. Yeah. So you're on probation this week. Um, do you know well, what's I, not- the thing? Is he's on probation, yet he turns up to work half pissed. This is, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I was nervous on my first day, a big. A huge, I mean, it's a huge opportunity for you, Andy. It's unprofessional in a way. I'm just, I'm just really nervous. What can I say? <laughs> Don't blame me. Um, I, do you know what? Like, it's pretty nuts because we, we were saying, you know, we're trying to plan out the next few shows or whatever. And I can't believe how quickly this is coming around because we've got Andy on this week. Next week is the game of the year draft. We've got to pick our our top, like, four games each and then put them together in a list of 12. Um and then the week after that is our Game of the Year show. It's come around that quickly. It's absolutely insane. Um, so, Andy, you're, obviously, you're not one of the main ones, yeah? <laughs> so, if you, were to, if you were to be on the draft next week, what, what four would you put forward? I mean, Zelda's straight in, right? It's got to be. Yeah. Um, I think Mario Odyssey's got to be in there as well, late, late, yeah. to the, late to the year. But, you know, it's just incredible. Um, ah. <sighs> I'd be struggling for the other two, not not because um, there aren't a million brilliant games, but I'm. I'm yeah, what's just... in contention though? Like, what's what springs to mind? So, like, uh, Total War Two uh, on PC has been amazing. Um, it's probably the nerdiest thing uh, any of us have played uh, this year, but it is it is just epic. Um, and I've just started Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and that seems ridiculous as well. Um, yeah, people are going saying that's pretty good. Yeah, um, Steam World Dig Two. I think that's actually got to be in there because it's just it's so polished and so much fun, um, and it killed a few train journeys. Um, that was a fantastic game. Is that all it takes just to just to make that that commute just a little bit better? Straight it's, in the game of the year list. It's the missed, also, missed stop rule, isn't it? How many how many stops do you miss? Um, not yeah. one to criticise, but you're not feeling like a real uh, computer game show uh, person with that list because well, we were talking about this in the week, and um, Sean said something because Sean uh, spoilers Sean is going <laughs> to be on the game of the year show, and he was saying, "Well, you know, I've been thinking about my four, and none of you lot would have played them, so I don't know." how I should do this, really. Do I just nominate my... And I went, what are you talking about? What, is Mario and Zelda not on that list? Well, yeah, but other people are going to put that in. (laughs) And you just think, right, okay, so now people, like, we're already thinking ahead, tactically. Like, we all want Mario on that list, but there are other games that you want on that list (laughs) just so you could talk about them. So is it going to be like a a game of chicken when none of us are going to mention Mario in a hope that someone else does oh, it yeah. to the last bit. Oh, yeah, amazing. Actually, guys, we've realised there's no Mario or Zelda. Okay, fine. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and also, if we're going to choose four, but it has to get narrowed down to 12, is that it? We all lose one. Uh, that- oh, yeah, I'm not being thick. Oh, no, it's, 16? it's 16, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just being okay. stupid. Yeah, it's 16 that we go for. Um, 
yeah so we're we're uh i've i've been writing games down already scrubbing some out replacing some others and i i, I mean i was saying in the week we're gonna have to give the listeners a chance to nominate one again aren't we no because that was yeah. that was too good last year you got we've got a yeah but you know what it's gonna be don't you just Go to annoy me it's gonna be player unknowns battlegrounds isn't it oh god <laughs> obviously yeah. that's if matt doesn't nominate that matt's probably gonna nominate that if matt nominates um, that i'll lose any respect i've got for him it's yeah i'm oh, totally i'm totally with you james if he nominates that then it's like what have you played it for two hours like <laughs> i'm on. gonna give anything away so, so next week so it's the what fourth today so this show will be out so basically it comes out on the 12th doesn't it on, on xbox yeah and we're recording our <laughs> so Matt's going to hammer it all day <laughs> just so he can nominate hours it. In. And you're like, how long have you played it? Well, 34 hours according to this. I've had a whole <laughs> week off work. I've on Twitch. That doesn't count, I've had a whole week off work. So you that's can't. the schedule then. So this week, Andrew. Next week, um, the draft, draft. And then the week after that, the Game of the Year show. And then we are done for the year. So, um, Matt, let's get to f- feedback. Let's go. Romeo done. Um, this first a bit of feedback comes from Haze Red Mist. Um, gentlemen, love the show as always, but I have some feedback for you on David's return, chiefly on Farley's demeanour. It's clear now that what we have with David and Farley is a long-suffering couple who know each other's ticks, buttons and triggers. They know where the arguments lead, David battering James into submission, whether right or wrong, and um, that is why Farley is so easily and quickly exasperated. A couple <laughs> of arguments that are this uh, last week that demonstrate this. Destiny Bright Engram's argument. James's point was clear, concise, and correct, and David didn't actually disagree, but argued a toss anyway. <laughs> what, what it's true. Point? I can't even... That argument was really funny because basically we agreed with each other, but you still wanted to argue with me about it because you assumed... That you know, you assumed my position, even though it wasn't what you thought it was, and then still continued to argue anyway. And then by the I end, kind of agreed the that is. you know we kind of agreed that it was it, we agreed with each other. It was stupid. Do we? Yeah. That don't sound like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Uh, next one, Animal Crossing argument. Uh, James tried unsuccessfully to tell David how he interprets <laughs> Animal Crossing's aims and gameplay and almost gives himself an aneurysm due to the usual back and forth before Matt joins in <laughs> to ridicule him near the end. <laughs> I'll be honest, right? I didn't like, I, I know that there's a big difference between the two games. I just wanted to get a rise out of James on that one. I you know it's going to work because you know it's something <laughs> I care about. And it's- <laughs> yeah, I know, James. I'm, I'm sorry, mate. It's just like, it was just such an easy time target and um and it is true though but when i listened to back to it last week you were like oh my james I, and then it just like well yes okay <laughs> but, the, but the thing <laughs> is though james used all the wrong words to describe it you were like <laughs> some of the I stuff know, he was saying about him there's no really... exploration what are you talking about there isn't Animal... expo- uh, i don't want to get into no, this game i agree with you <laughs> there's no exploration in the mo- in the mobile game there's no exploration in the fucking Yes, there is, yes no, there is not. But, but there's like four areas that you go to there's not oh. four areas what how long did you play this game for but Seriously. 15 to 20 hours yeah oh. there was right there's your town there's the the island that's not um, the point though it's not the fact that there's four areas it's the <laughs> fact that different things happen in those areas all the right, time okay okay so you've now already in this little conversation you've changed from saying there are not just four areas to saying no, but exactly it's not that it's, there's, there's a just subtlety four areas. to this this is the problem right and it's what I've been, I've been thinking about this the last couple of days actually and it's what i'm gonna start calling binary dave because you just have to have something either has to be 
completely one side or completely the other side. You can't see the nuance at all in anything. It's ridiculous. But go on, continue. No, when you say exploration and there's nowhere to explore, there's there's it doesn't line up, does it, James? What also, that no, is the, it's not, that it's is not the most. Oh, no, for fuck's sake! It's don't not. <laughs> raise your voice, no, right, right, Dave. <laughs> it's not. It's ah. Uh, I mean, what's happened here, Matt, is that I've literally said that I don't care and I'm just doing it to wind James up and I've still managed to wind him up to the point where he's raised his voice, he's showing like he's causing a scene again. He put forward the geekiest diss I've ever heard in my life. Well, I thought about it recently and I'm just going to call you Binary Dave. You are Binary Binary Dave. Well, I'm going to call you a fucking bellend. How about that? (laughs) You already do. It's nothing new. (laughs) All right, cool. Let's let's get back to this email. Binary Dave and Bella and James. Uh, Those are the nicknames. (laughs) I know which one I'll probably be. In summary, uh, step back on the email. Uh, In summary, I'm baffled that James doesn't require therapy for his constant abuse. Like a wife who just can't leave the husband she's sort of hated for years but still loves really. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) This guy gets it. This guy gets it. Absolutely bang on. That's um, James. And speaking me. of Animal Crossing, uh, we had another tweet in from I, I think to pronounce it as, as Padre, but I could be wrong. Anyway, um, <laughs> in last week's show, uh, James was dis- uh, James was sorry. In last week's show, was James dismissing Dave's opinion on Animal Crossing because he'd only played fifteen to twenty hours, and at the same time rubbishing Stardew Valley for having not played it? Exactly. Well, actually, let's let's address that because let's. <laughs> Let, let's go then, James. Let's do it. No, because the thing is, is first of all, I have not at any stage rubbished Stardew, Jam- Stardew Valley. <laughs> I, what the fuck? I have said on numerous Come occasions. On. No, no. Every I have said. No, listen. I have said on numerous occasions <laughs> that it is a very good game. Okay, oh, sh- it's just not a game that I connect with. That's what I said. And also, <laughs> I have played the game, so I can have an opinion on it. So, James, how many hours of Stardew Valley have you actually played? Because I'm fairly sure on last week's show you said Dave hadn't played enough Animal Crossing to have a valid opinion. How long have you actually played Stardew? Well, hmm, that that is a contentious point hmm. because it, hmm. I, on on the Switch well, on. I played it for five hours. Or, five no, hours, five hours is five nothing. Hours. But you need at least twenty. Twenty minimum to get <laughs> to that understanding. I also played it on PS4 as well, and so you well, know for, for five quite, hours for quite a long time as well. So mm. I can't remember the exact time, but either way, I have actually played it. So I can't. I don't think you played long enough to really understand the nuance of the game, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's a big difference between the two, Matthew. It's uh, it's different. But yeah. I don't know. They're pretty much the same game, aren't they? Oh, All right, don't. come on. Uh, Tom, Tom Dowerty, um, I agree with the Doctor, uh, that's you James, uh, re-Animal Crossing. The main titles have a certain magic, a feeling of randomness. Exactly. You can start a game... What? <laughs> what? He said, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Fair, Dave, Dave, can, we, can we stop with the stupid nerd voice? Because it is just really <laughs> ridiculous. Well, I'm ho- I was hoping to ask you the same, to be honest with you, James. Go on, go on Karen, let's go. Um, you can start a game not knowing exactly what will occur in the town on that day. Um, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, however, gives you 100% of everything going in. Uh, it tells you 100% of everything going in, missing what makes Animal Crossing special for me. 
Have you been playing it at all, James, since in the last I week? refuse to discuss the matter. Can we, can we move I on? I refuse to discuss what? the matter. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen, James, you can't refuse to discuss the matter. You can't do that. No, because whatever, it's, I can't talk about anything related to Animal Crossing, because as soon as I say anything, it's just abuse. And it's like, look, this is a game series that means a lot to me, and I really enjoy it a lot. And Animal, Pocket, uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is not that, and I don't want to play it. And I just want to move on and forget it exists. So just move on. See, I think I think <laughs> okay. James is like powered by um, like optimism, weirdly, because because James, you seem like less able to form a coherent argument than more disappointed in a game you are. So <laughs> that is a fucking good so point. like yeah. With relation to this one, you're just so like bitterly disappointed in it because it's your favourite thing ever that you're just like you just ugh, I give up. I give up halfway through sentences, and it's it's kind of magical. Yeah. What do you think of that analysis, there, James? It's it's pretty spot on. It, it's difficult to just articulate why I'm why I'm so disappointed in this game. It's uh, yeah, which is also why I'm not going to play it because I mean it's funny because you said that the other week, Dave. I mean you said like you know you didn't think I'd even bother with it because you thought I'd just be disappointed, and you were right. It's uh, I shouldn't have done. There but, is uh, part yeah. of you that likes being disappointed. I think there's part of you that where it gets the no, no, no. gets You're the mis- blood going. And you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, part no, of him, so it's all of him, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're misunderstanding. Mean... It's the misfortune of um, other games that I don't care about that I enjoy more, not not the ones that I care about. That's, that's right. Different. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Go on, um, SMW. Um, so last week we mentioned that someone had tweeted us, um, basically uh, referring to some of our arguments previously about loot crates in the same manner that Antifa and the alt-right were arguing. Um, I didn't give the person's name. That person is SMW. He tweeted Why again. Why to protect SMW? <laughs> just, he, he tweeted again, just to clarify, just to explain the Nazi tweet, you guys are discussing death threats slash loot crates, and Dave incidentally quoted Trump's both sides of as each other uh, quote. Uh, in no way do I think you guys are baddies. Oh, so, hold uh, on. Did, I didn't say the death threats were as bad as... No, I think. Did I, I think, No, no. What you what you said? You didn't say anything like that, but you just said that the people like complaining about it and the people like justifying it were just everyone was as bad as each other. It was right, you know? Okay, but, so, yeah. So he's saying that you're like Trump, saying that there was yeah. badness <laughs> make, on both sides. On make both Luke sides, great again. I think yeah. was was the quote you said last week. <laughs> He's got some good ideas, that bloke. I tell you that. No, I can't uh, even joke about it. He's oh, a I'm fucking knobhead, but whatever. <laughs> let's go, yeah. let's go. Uh, that, that's it for follow-up. We, we also had loads of other comments on various things at uh, Discord and whatnot, but, but those are the main ones. Thank you ever so much for anyone who left us some feedback. Uh, if you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter if you want to give us some more feedback or email the Computer Game Show at gmail.com. Time for the news. So there's been some really exciting news this week, and we're going to kick off with Amiibo Breakfast Cereal. Oh, mate, I'm all over this. I know. I, can't, yeah. I cannot believe it's just in England. It's depressing. Uh, no, it? you mean just in America. Uh, yeah. Just in America, that's the place, isn't it? Yeah, that's the way it, I live. it's annoying. I, I, um, I'm, I'm serious thinking about importing a box, though. I, I mean, I ain't getting that mad, but I just, you know, it's that might make breakfast time a little bit easier for us at the moment. That boy is Mario obsessed, and anything with Mario on it, he loves. So, and and he's just saying, oh, I don't want that. I don't want toast. And then you're getting toast, and he won't eat the fucking toast. Um, so yeah, that might have made it, things a little bit easier. Also, Mario, isn't it? No yeah. what it is, it's all good. Also, it's got the like boxes, the amiibo, and amiibo stuff as well, which is you know pretty interesting. You know, it gives you hearts and coins and stuff. But I um, think that's cool. I wish there was more of that stuff about. You yeah. know what I mean? And all right, it's effectively just feeding your child sugar and <laughs> and a way to force your child to want more sugar. 
but at the same time, amiibos. Like, I'd rather him eat that cereal than have those little plastic figurines everywhere, to be quite honest with you. There's nothing wrong Sorry, with the James. figures, David. They're fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, they've, they've, I mean, it's it's Kellogg's in it, so chances are if it's successful over there, we'll get it over here. But there well, are, so, uh, Kellogg's have actually tweeted about it saying, we can confirm this product that's being released in the US, but not currently in the UK. We will pass your feedback on. Um, I, is, I think the most interesting thing about all of this is that Nintendo are doing stuff that we never thought they'd do again. You know what I mean? Like, we thought... I don't know. It's weird. You when the, the whole um, rumors of that the, there might be a new Super Mario film started circling, and we were like, "Why? When? Like, I cannot believe that Nintendo would even entertain that idea again." And then you've got really? the theme park opening, and, and you've, you've got, got rabbits crossover the serials. Yeah, like, the rabbits mean, crossover. They're doing weird stuff at the moment. They said they were going to do this, though. I mean, this was like part of the whole strategy thing, wasn't it? To sort of widen like the brand and let. People know more about it and everything. And yeah, I imagine there's a presentation deck and one whole slide dedicated to cereal. How can yeah. we get in? How can we disrupt the cereal <laughs> game? But they've done this before because there was there was cereal before. You know that they did in the US, that, like during the NES era, they did the same. Kind yeah, of but stuff. that's what I'm saying. It, it it's like they're going back to those days, which I have zero problem with. Like I'm not the sort of person that are like oh, don't sell out. That's Mario or whatever. Um, and <laughs> I quite like the idea of a, a film. I think it would be. Uh, pretty interesting. Did we actually talk about that announcement? We did. Yeah, we did. We? Yeah, we did. Yeah, 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 sort of saying that. Oh no, I think you did with John on the show that I was. Oh on. yeah, great episode. Yeah, that's one mm. of the all-timers. Wow. Um, um, the weird thing is, so obviously, you know, that you know, Switch is doing really well. All the games, loads of games they released this year have been incredible. And but and yet Nintendo are doing these sort of weird things. It, I mean, like it's not like in the Wii U era, they were doing this weird stuff, So maybe, which anything, you would think that would be the time they would take the risks to do the series. Really? Do you the... think so? No. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. They like, could I, afford now, to take they, the they, risks They don't need the to take the risks now, whereas to like get some, I don't know, good, good publicity potentially in the Wii U area, that's when I think, okay, let's just get Mario on serial. Do you think that, that was reeking of desperation, not, whereas now they can not, afford to make risks? Well, it's, it's not really a risk, is it? No, it's right. not. No, 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 no but know. it feels like this... Doing this or weird stuff would, might be something that a competitor might have to do to try and catch up to the person no, needing oh, the market. Matt, Matt, why would they put out serials and all that when their consoles aren't selling? Surely now that they know that Mario's having a big a bit of a resurgence and stuff, it's like okay, let's get the merchandise out there. Let's get this. Let's get this going again. Let's get this ship back running. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it's ship. great. I, I like I like weird Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I, we're going to see a lot more Mario, and I, I mean, I was at a kid's birthday party on Sunday, and um, like one of the parents, because obviously Harry was, you know, wearing Mario shit and running around a around a place like pretending to be Mario. Um, one of the parents said, "What what's going on? Why is Mario everywhere now?" And I'm like, "Well, I guess because the you know the games are selling well again, and they're really starting to push it. And honestly, more Mario about, I'm happier." So I'm, the, you know, it's not a problem for me. Quite happy about all this. Yes. I mean, James, you've seen it all over kids' TV recently, and you, yourself, Matt, I assume. Yeah. yeah, it's just nuts. Like they're they're selling Mario Kart eight remote control things and all sorts of shit. It's absolutely pummeling uh, kids' television at the moment. So they're they're going big. They're going big. It's working uh, though. My son's all over it. He he, he wants to play like Mario Odyssey all the time. And so, I've told yeah. I told you that we had. Um, we spoke to the nursery workers about Harry, right? 
because they said, I don't know why, but he had an Italian accent for half of the day today. <laughs> I swear to God, they said that to us. And, um, I, we were they like, didn't, they yeah. didn't say he had a faux Italian accent, because that would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but your sound's, son sounds a lot like Charles Martinet. And uh, I'll just work out why that is. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, cool. I, I likes it. Uh, next. Okay, so next we've got some loot crates. We've got some, we've got some loot crate news. No, Great. we're not. We're not seriously doing this again. Well, we've got well s- hold on. We've got um, Andrew here. Who we've got Mr. Developer. Loot Crate. Yeah. He's yeah. done. He's done uh, EGX talks. He knows what he's doing. He's brought games <laughs> out. He's been there. He's done that. Yeah, um, a- Andy, wasn't your EGX talk called "Why I Love Loot Boxes: The Andy <laughs> Smith Story"? That's and it was pretty like, much that was it. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you remember. Um, well, well, for you know, me, it was called "Skip to like 53 minutes in and see your plug." <laughs> see the computer <laughs> game. Show your plug. See your plug. <laughs> and then show your mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like, what, what, what's your stance on that? Should we do the story first? Yeah, let's, okay, let's do the story, story first. Yeah, yeah. So basically, the loot box changes have just gone live with Battlefront 2. So EA, have, I mean, EA, when they when they ended the microtransaction, said that they were obviously going to go back to this and that it was going to be sort of re-added in later, and now it's happened. Um, so what's happened is it's the same system as before, but all they've done is they've changed it so that the speed at which you can earn the credits so that you can get stuff has been like increased like in a big way. And they've also upped the daily arcade mode credit cap, and you get more parts from loot boxes as well. So this, I mean, obviously this doesn't solve the underlying problem with the loot boxes in the game, but they've just changed the system so that it's perhaps more palatable towards people, I think. And and what's the reaction been like? Have you seen any reaction to it? Not yet, no, because it's it's just today, so I don't know what the thing. But they have also been getting flack through, you know, uh, UFC 3. That's, that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, I heard that is just as bad as um, Battlefield. Yeah, although, because the thing is, though, is from what I can... Battlefront. From what I can gather, though, with the UFC's thing, is it's based on the Ultimate Team model, which is the same as in FIFA, which means that it's kind of optional. But people are still mad because it's still this sort of same pay-to-win thing, but it was like that in FIFA as well. But it just really feels like this is... People are just angry anyway because... <laughs> because it's more, you know, because it's it continues the loot rates thing. And, it's a uh, hot topic, yeah. yeah. And it's um, um, okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, Andy, why are you why are you ruining our games? Why are you and your people ruining our games? Because <laughs> um, we hate everyone. Um, uh, so. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because, like, I don't know. A lot of it's anecdotal, right? And so for me, I feel like the the noise is coming from like a vocal minority of people and. What you said there, James, you know, like, um, they've made the changes today, but there so far hasn't been an outcry. And it's like, do you know what? It's probably because, you know, they haven't screwed it up or or it's not all that offensive. Because I feel like every time they do anything wrong, there's like an outcry within hours, right? It's all instant and and it just kicks off massively. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's sort of one angle of it. I feel like if there's no noise, you're probably doing your job right. Um but, I mean, it, you guys t- touched on this last week, I think it was, about the fact that um, loot crates have come about and, like, variable pricing, if you want, like, it's better than freemium because, you know, you get games that are, like, 60 quid and then you still pay for DLC or loot crates or you get free games with loot crates and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it has come about because, partly because of digital and, the, like, the, reduce, the reduction in costs of, like, you know, you don't have to print CDs and ship them to stores and stuff. But also... 
like games are just really expensive to make. Like they're crazy expensive and complicated to make. Um, I'm, I'm doing it for a living and I, I get it wrong all the time. And that's with like, you know, small scale projects with like five people working on it. So I can't only imagine like the, the, the massive amounts of money that are flying around up in EA land. Um, and they, and they just, you know, people, people buy a game for 60 quid, 50 quid. They take them back after a week and then that's that. And that's actually lost revenue to the, to the, the company that, um, that made the game. So there has to be another way to supply you know, them with money so they can make a game and then you with a game because, you know, that's that's kind of the deal. So the idea of having these games that are services or like a game in itself being a hobby, you know, like all this multiplayer stuff, just tons and tons of content to unlock, progression trees, all that kind of stuff comes about in, in, in a big part because they just need to make the games last longer. And, and then once you start thinking about that, it's the cost of making all that content. It's just like, it's just through the roof, you know, um, uh, the cost of making even just a skin for a, for a character model, you know, at the, at the fidelity that they do for something like Battlefront 2 is just, it's just off the hook. Um, and the amount of people that they have to like involve in the decision making process and all this kind of stuff when you're working with a licensor like Disney, I can only like it, it, it staggers me. You know, I could probably make a game for the amount of money it would cost them to make like one set of skin packs for all the player characters or something. Um, so yeah. then, uh, the the, the counter argument to that would be why wh- why has it got to a point where it's costing this much to make a game? I mean, the, we know that games can be made; the, the the budgets aren't you know equal across the board or anything. What why are we in a situation where the budgets are so high that they can't be covered by the initial cost? And also, well, ex- why yeah. why are not all other companies going out of business as well? Like we're doing this, if it's if it's impossible to make a game on how much it's they're sort of playing spending at the moment, how how does Nintendo manage and the other companies that are not employing these these mechanics? Well, that's a, it's a good point. I mean, <clears throat> Nintendo is just this weird special case. From what I know, they you know the Japanese work ethic is is pretty intense and. You know, I, I, I can't, I can't, I don't know what they pay their people, but you know, when you're talking about, um, you know, the, the cost of living somewhere like, is it Sweden that dice are based? Um, you know, there's, there's, it costs a lot to live there, so you have to pay your people a lot. So, yeah, so. but the cost of living in Japan is really high as well. <laughs> like, it's, that's it's true. Really expensive. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I think, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people, like right now we're in an experimentation point, right? So you'll, you'll get, there's like mid-tier companies, um, and I don't mean that in like a bad way, but like people like Rebellion, yeah, who are doing like the Sniper Elite series, and they've just like locked in to a fan base and a topic and like a style of game, and they know what they're doing, and they can basically ship that, and it's, it's all hunky-dory. But like, you put that next to something like Destiny or Battlefront, and like the quality difference is insane, but it doesn't matter to their fans. You know, like there is a massive jump in quality. And and I I, I personally think that more people should be making games at a, a cheaper price and smaller teams and be more sort of like, I don't know, take advantage of technology and, and all that to kind of deliver the content rather than going this whole hog. But for whatever reason, you know, well, Sony and Microsoft, they love these big shiny games um, and they'll encourage people to make them because it sells hardware. Um, and sometimes that links up really well and everyone makes loads of money and sometimes companies, you know, they get bought and then sold um, or, or just go under um, as a result. But isn't isn't this also part, part partly sort of the race to the bottom that there's been with this, like with pricing? Like if you if you look at like one of the reasons like with the Switch, like you buy like Nintendo games, 
they don't go down in price. Like they they stay like fairly stable in price, you know, for like yeah. most of the time. Whereas Sony, like on Microsoft platforms, they just seem to they cut the prices really quickly on stuff. And also, if you look at like stuff like PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live Gold, you know, it kind of devalues like the games to a to a degree. And people have got used to this idea of things being like you know super cheap. What do you think? I mean, is that has that had an yeah. impact on this? Yeah, I think it has, and it's really it is a really weird thing because, like you say, Nintendo's don't devalue because they don't allow it to devalue. You know, they just don't put it on sale. So that's the platform holder making a decision to say, right, no, the games just aren't going to be on sale, um, and that's that's like pretty bold, and they've done really well out of it. Whereas, yeah, I think I think Sony Microsoft's sort of subscription service stuff has been in a, a reaction to yeah the race to the bottom and and this sort of you know free free to play games. Um, uh, and I don't necessarily think it was the best idea because you're trying to marry games that don't necessarily suit being free. You know, they are just like single player games or games you would just spend 20 quid on and have a couple of weeks of fun with. And that's that, but they're trying they're just giving them away for free. And then that sort of devalues all the other games that are in that space. Whereas free to play games, they're very, very different. Um, like ones that are built that way and designed that way from the ground up. They're a very, very different, um, beast. And, and, on mobile and in your pocket and stuff, you know, there's just the idea that let's go back to animal crossing. You, you, some people would want just animal crossing on their mobile phone. And I I would love that as well. But most people who game on their mobile phones, like as you take it as a market, they don't want that. They're just sort of, you know, they want something you can dip in and out of. And then if it gets their hooks in, then they'll play it for, for months and months and months. Um, and I think that's why we're, so going back to the point of like these kind of the, this ill fit between the model and the game, you've got these 50 pound games with microtransactions. And just fundamentally, that seems weird to me. Like it's clearly like the wrong way around. You know, the, the reason we, so we're working on a free to play game, right? So we, I'm quite biased, <laughs> um, in this whole thing, but like the reason we're made it, making it free to play is to get as many people in in the game as possible because it's an MMO, right? So that that's that's a sensible logical step, right? Because it, it just means more people will give it a chance. And then what that does mean is that well, how do we make money? So you know, subscriptions are basically just like you know, ancient. Nobody does that anymore. So microtransactions, tying it into some sort of progression, but trying to make it so it's it's not bad. It's not like you know, we're not pre- preying on people. We're just trying to find a way of making yeah. money. I think, and I think it's all. I see. I think it's also really important to distinguish the difference between like microtransactions and loot crates because there is a difference here. Like one, like with the whole point of loot crates is that you know they people they want you to buy as many as possible for the chance that you're going to like get something out of it. Whereas microtransactions can often they can work differently. You know, whereby you know what you're buying and you know what you're kind of get what you're going to get. And uh, yeah, I think yeah, there's a big difference there. Also, with, with loot crates, they're not necessarily something you have to buy. The tons of games, you know, Destiny and other have loot crate type, you know, boxes within them. That it's not a case of you have to buy them, but they they elongate gameplay. So there right. is definitely a distinction, I think, between them. The, yeah, but the problem that is true. But then you see the problem that I have with the the loot crate side of this is th- is that if games are going to be designed so that they are encouraging you to have to to use those to unlock stuff so that you can actually play the game that you paid for that's that's where i have still have a problem with this yeah is, yeah. is if it if it changes game design is the, the thing that concerns me in the same way that i mean if you think about like the arcade games of like the 80s and like early 90s they were designed in a way so that you keep putting money in like that that's how they were designed and then game design sort of moved away from that as it as the consoles became stronger. And I don't know. I I just prefer the the way it was, you know, with the way that consoles were rather than the arcade sort of model. If I mean you touched on it a bit, um, Andy, but the 
the um, fact that the second-hand market is obviously having an effect, is the answer what Microsoft suggested like initially with the Xbox One? Would that Would that sort of dull these microtransactions and uh, loot boxes? Would that change things at this point? It might be a bit late, I don't know. I'd like to think maybe it would. Because, um, I mean, the way, the way it works, basically, and I, I only found this out, like, two or three years ago, because, uh, you know, retail's, you know, on its last legs, isn't it? But, um, like, a lot of distribution deals, it will literally be that um, a publisher will order and print, you know, a run of games, and then the 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 retailer will buy it with a clause saying, because, you know, there's only like what one in the high street in the UK that, that just says, if you want your game on our shelves, then if we don't, if we have surplus in three or four weeks, then you have to buy it back at cost. And so if you like, just fundamentally, like that's such a broken relationship, right? You can see that as soon as you introduce like high priced, um, trade-ins and stuff to that, to that, then it's, of course they're going to have surplus. And of course, you're going to lose money on, on sales. And, and that's, it's weird because like it all comes back to these like weird little quirks and, and sort of like s- situations, I guess, of the reality of, of selling games to retail that you just wouldn't think existed. Um, I don't know if that happens in, in other industries. I know magazines, they just get pulped, right? Um, but, yeah. uh, with games, they just literally, a lot of the time they have to just buy the stock back. And so you just instantly at a loss. Um, that's that's crazy because I wouldn't <clears throat> imagine that high high street retailers would have that much of a uh, that much power these days. Well, um, it's, it's funny because you mentioned the the Xbox. The reason you know one of the reasons that sort of per- spread around of or why they maybe backed away is because well, how are they going to sell their hardware without high street stores? And if you're cutting the high street store out of the the money of, of software sales, they just they'll be like, um, you know, please don't. Uh, if you do, we'll <laughs> we'll not sell. Also- also, what's very interesting is that, I, I mean, I only know through my line of work is that the high street is coming back quite a bit. I don't know if you've been, I know it's own, this is definitely anecdotal, but if you've been out Christmas shopping this year, compared to the past, I'd say five or six years, the high streets are absolutely rammed with what they were, especially like last year. Last year, I remember it being just like dead around Christmas, being able, able to walk in and out of shops. But people are out there spending money again, and um, that's going to change the relationship between, you know, high street retailers and and um, uh, and uh, publishers and everything. It's, it's going to be... It's going to be an interesting future. I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's ever going to be back back to where it was, you know, before Amazon sort of took over everything. But you look, it is. It is having a bit of a bounce back. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the future is interesting. But I mean, well, as I say, even if even even if we did get into a situation where secondhand game sales were were, were cut out completely, I think that Microsoft transactions will be here to stay, regardless. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that's going to make much of a difference. I mean, the the last thing I want to say on it really is is like what we're seeing right now is is like bad you know it is bad microtransaction design um and that's entirely the same if if you try and divorce the 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 game design from the 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 monetization you can't right so previously game would cost forty quid they try and make it as good as possible it might get good or bad reviews and you'd buy it and may, you know maybe you'd return it maybe you wouldn't. Um, but you could still have a bad game, right? The, the fact that you have to pay 40 quid up front, you know, you, means that consumers would have to, um, do their research. So you'd think that would prevent people from shipping bad games. You know, that seems logical, but of course not. Yeah. Um, and so similarly, what you're saying now is just, you know, bad game design, bad 
transactions, uh, microtransactions, game design, and that all get rooted out by this kind of um, activity by the players or, or just by the market, you know. So um, it's a shame it's happening, but yeah, I think it will it will go away. Um, Do you think the gambling of it will be the gambling side of things will be outlawed? Um, it will get regulated almost certainly. Um, yeah, it will take a long time just because we're in. Well, are we in Europe? I can't remember. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's yeah, it, it will get regulated, and it probably should. Um, the 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 gambling side of it. Um, but it's going to be really interesting finding out you know where that line is to be drawn. That's what I'm saying to James. It's I mean, with regulations and laws like that, it's got to be so black and white, and it's such a grey area at the moment. Yeah. It's yeah. I agree it's yeah. really hard to, I mean, and you know every time you do introduce a, a new law like for example what we were saying about well if you're getting something back then technically it's not gambling how does that stop you know real not i say real how does that stop like people saying okay here's this thing worth a penny you've spent five pounds here's this thing worth a penny so to get around the regulations and stuff it's it's a it's a hard one to nail down i think yeah, I'm still waiting for them to regulate the ten penny drop machines. You know, they're, they're a rip off. Yeah, they are. They take yeah. the piss. Did Outrageous. you know? Do you know? You know the trick about those things? No. There's a sheet of metal underneath all the coins that actively push all the the uh, coins in the machine off to the sides and into a little separate tray. Now, I'd heard that there was a little separate tray in it anyway, but I didn't know that there was a bit of metal underneath all the coins just pushing them off to one side <laughs> to make sure that they don't get pushed down the middle. Absolute scumbags. Absolute. Don't get Matt started on crane machines. Do not <laughs> get him started what on crane machines. <laughs> I mean, what's going back to the other stuff? What's really interesting about this though is the way that like EA is like carrying the can for all of this now. Like whatever they release now, <laughs> if it's got like loot crates or anything in it, people just automatically go crazy. You know, like whatever. Well, they it took is. the piss, didn't they? They took the piss. They got yeah. burnt, yeah. and um, yeah, that's what that's where we we're at. Uh, someone had to take the piss, and it might as well have been EA. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, cool. Next story. Okay, so the last news story we've got, I think Matt can talk about it because he, he's more interested. This is the, the Games Media Awards are back. So, Matt, go on, do, do the whole thing. Uh, Games Media Awards are back. I mean, obviously, you know, blah, 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 they're back. And really, we only really care about best podcast category. Well, here's the thing. I mean, what, what what's the name of the new Games Media Awards? Uh, so... It's a, it's now called the um, Games Media Brit List, and it's yep. back in May 2018. Um, it says it's a new awards event has been launched. I mean, it's basically like a rebound of what was known as the GMA, the Games Media Awards previously, and uh, it's open to anyone who works in games or esports, uh, and there's various awards like Best Critic, Best Reporter, Best Video Presenter, Streamer, James Farley, obviously, online yep. teams, etc., etc. All I'll say is this, right? If anyone from the new GMAs, I, don't, I should remember their name, the Games Brit List or whatever it's games called. Games Media Brit List, come on. That's the one. If anyone from there is listening... For years, we were embarrassingly snubbed by the GMEs. Every, everyone was like, well, well, where's Dave? Where's Dave? Oh, no, they weren't nominated. What? What are you talking about? You know, I'd heard all the rumours and, you know, certain people didn't like us there, whatever. This is your chance to make amends, right? Straight out the gate, best podcast, TCGS. Everyone knows that we should be it anyway. So you might as well just skip the formalities just send me an email, say, Dave, you know, you know, we know what's happening. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. We, we got your back. And then, and then you'll get the credibility that you're hoping for. 
If you want it to be credible, it's an easy win. Just give us a prize. <laughs> and then we can all move on with our lives. Agreed? Yeah, yeah. that's basically how it needs to go down. I mean, I, I'm going to book holiday tomorrow at work um, for the day after. Um, well, I'm also booked the whole week off, you know, just give us a big one. Uh, we might also get suits made, Dave. Um, I'm going to do everything I can in my power Matt, to get us if nominated. you get invited to an award ceremony, mate, the people that make suits get in contact with you and give you a free one. Lovely, There's no way point. I'm doing it at this point. I'm going to wait until it's official and then just <laughs> ring up who's it? Sergio Giorgini. <laughs> <laughs> you can just find me. Make me a free one, <laughs> and then we all over I, it, mate. I don't want to go to something like this. It's just... Oh, do you ain't quite fine. Brilliant. <laughs> We'd only get two tickets anyway. <laughs> no one wants you there, and you don't want to be there. It's the perfect scenario. Uh, Matt and I will go. Loving it. Yeah. I'm sure we could uh, get you in, Andy. Don't yeah, worry. That's going to be big. It's going to be huge. Is it a um, for the main one, one, or is it just... Is it, like, is it a team thing, or does just the main one get it? No. Well, I get to keep the award, nah. clearly. Have you oh, still got clearly. that Twitter award? Who's got that? You... I'll tell you what, if it's anything related to streaming, you are not getting that award, David. I no, have no, no. If, it's related to stream, right. if we get if we get the award for streaming and um, <laughs> and Twitter <laughs> stream, then, that'd be amazing. Then Matt can have it. If it's the podcast, piss off. That is going on my shelf. <laughs> Standard. Um also you've missed out a news story. What about this whole Daily Mail? <laughs> kick it off about David Cage yeah I didn't put that in because I just don't I don't want to get into <laughs> this <get>. again <laughs> <laughs> alright we'll move on basically Daily Mail read all of the Twitter rants about David Cage made an article out of it and those people that twi- tweeted it are now getting angry at the Daily Mail and said it's a scum <laughs> it's hilarious what a turn it's of events it's one of those like won't somebody think of the children article part of things it's <laughs> yeah. you know because only kids play games but yeah Um, right okay should we get on to what we've been playing yep yeah (laughs) good Matt let's start with you this week mate what Um, you got on your list well I haven't been I've just been tidying tidying yeah tidying up my list and trying to get through games I finished Wolfenstein just about 10 minutes before we started recording you finished it really how how um, how long was it Uh, well I had it on the easiest and I think I did it in like 12 hours Oh right, so it's quite long. So I'm I've been playing it this week. Um I've just got to the I don't know what the breastfeeding scene is probably the best way to do it. <laughs> Where your new friends come onto the ship. Yep, yep. Yep. Is that right near the start? Yeah, it's quite um, quite it's not that far. Yeah, it's like halfway. Halfway? No way. It's not about a quarter or at least a third. At most. Yeah, I d I don't think it's that far in, but I've been playing it so sporadically that I haven't really kept up with how long I've been playing it. Um, yeah, I, I. Before you get to you, Matt, um, the combat is really dragging me down. Yeah, like I'm getting to the point where I'm bad. thinking, I just want to. Oh, I'm tempted to take this back, and then there's a cutscene, and I'm like, I am all in again. This is yeah. brilliant. Like the whole bit that I've just done, I hated, and then the cutscene happened, uh, and a little bit of story stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, this is just so good. Why? Oh, I just wish the combat was better. And what what makes it worse is that I'm playing it at the same time as Destiny 2, and the the combat on that is just incredible. I don't care what anyone says. I love the shooting in that. In this, it's just not got the same... There's just... 
I'm just running around just not enjoying it. And all right, I'm, I've put it on the easiest setting and some people say, well, if it was any more challenging, I would have definitely taken it back by now. Oh, yeah, and I'm for not real. dying loads, you know but the, I'm just shooting, like... Ugh. I got so annoyed with the shooting that towards the end, I was just meleeing everyone. Oh, I'm doing that at the moment, yeah. yeah. That's, that's mainly yeah, what I'm I doing. I was just basically, you know, throwing axes and just doing that because it's just quicker and easier. And like, if I had to, I was firing guns, but um, yeah. but I, For I, me, I, it just feels like there's too many enemies. There's, a, there's just too many of them. And it's not you that. Just... I, it's just that the combat isn't really satisfying. And um... it's, it's also because, like, I mean, the enemy design isn't that great either, I don't think. It's not... No, no, they're no. Really I mean, they're really pretty idle, aren't they? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty two-dimensional as well. But, um... um uh, also, you get no feedback. Like, after playing Call of Duty and, obviously, uh, Destiny and stuff, you get no feedback when the when the bullets are hit. Yeah, it's hard to know where you shot weird. from. Yeah, you're so... No, it's not where you're getting shot from, but when you're connecting with your bullets... It's more of a visual. It feels a bit like Killzone because with Killzone you didn't have that sort of sort of sound that you get with Call of Duty, or you don't really know when you're making connections and when someone's dead, and it's it feels really unsatisfying when that happens um, because you're so used to having these little just audio cues that you're you're doing something correctly that when they're not there, you're kind of like, well, is he dead or not? What am I doing? Um, and you're thinking about stuff you really shouldn't be thinking about in that in that situation. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to be too negative on it because everything else it does, it does so well. Um, it just, yeah, can't get on with combat. So yeah. what did you make of it by the end of it then, Matt? I, I thought it was fantastic, yeah. I mean, I, but, but even if you forget the shooting, which was which is just not not fun, um, yeah, I think the story-wise and characters, uh, they're all great. It's so well-written, um, I, I was looking forward to every cutscene. Um, and yeah, I thought it was fantastic because, because of that, really. I mean, I, it's easily the best shooter story I've played in, in a long time. It's just, I, and also what was really good, the levels, or at least the spaces in between the cutscenes were, felt really quick. So, um, it wasn't like, okay, I've got a good, like, 45 minutes of shooting, then a cutscene. It felt like you could quickly get through bits in, like, 15, 20 minutes before there's another cutscene, another level. I really like the pace of it. Um, yeah, so even if shooting bits, even if shooting bits weren't great, I, I, it wasn't like, oh god, it's gonna be like an hour of this. I knew it'd be like 15, 20 minutes or so and I'll be done on to the next thing. Yeah, Matt, didn't you think, you know, the, you know, the ending, like right at the end, isn't yeah. it like one of the most satisfying endings ever? Oh it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, yeah I so mean, well so done. I, I finished it, but I, I presume I, I can, I, I, I can go back and like mop up things, can't I? It would, it would yeah, appear. well, there's there's a whole bunch of other missions and stuff to do yeah. as well. I'm, I'm not you... sure if I've got time to go and do the other stuff, but um, but I've, I've seen the credits um, and uh, but yeah, it's brilliant. Have you gone back then, James, to do other bits or not? I've done a couple of things. I mean, there's there's like the whole there's like missions with like the KKK and all this yeah. kind of stuff. I've got loads just... on the map. I just haven't yeah. really bothered. I, I wonder if there's like a different ending if you get to all the missions potentially, but. Uh, but I, I'm not sure if, if I'm going to find the time uh, you know, um, to, to go back and do that. But regardless, I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And I, I'm definitely interested, maybe if there is a, a drought or quiet time at some point, maybe early next year, uh, definitely interested to get the one before this. Was it New Blood? Was that the one? Yeah, there's, there's, um, yeah, there's, first of all, there's the New Order and then there's uh, the Old Blood, which oh, is... The, oh, yeah, the, but... the Old Blood was the cheat, the sort of the... Budget yeah, one, wasn't it? Originally, it was going to be like uh, just DLC for for the New Order, and then mm. they just fleshed it out into a full game. But it's so not how really. How does the New it's, Order compare to this in in all ways, like story and characters and shooting? Is it? Is I it don't exactly... think this is good. Okay. Really? I don't know. No. I, I think by the end, I preferred this one in terms of story. Um, yeah. But I thought 
that's uh, but there was more interesting sort of things that you actually do. I thought in um in uh, yeah in the order. But in, is the in, shooting in exactly the same in the previous ones? It is, but there's other like elements to the game which like make it a bit more interesting. I think. Okay. They, like, what? Yeah. what? For example, what? Yeah, like doing stuff like cutting like the fences and stuff like that, and sort of like sneaking into places is done like you know a bit more, a bit better. I think. Okay. What in the in the older game? Yeah, in the older one. Yeah. Um, I just uh, yeah, I got tired of all the, the the stuff in between the shooting is nowhere near as good as it is in this. In this, it's, it's genuinely entertaining. There's lots to see, lots to do. Mm-hmm. On the last one, there was like weird puzzle bits and fetch quests inside the hub area. And I was kind of like, oh, mate, why am I doing this? Like, I don't need this in a game like this. I want to just get to the next bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, I fell off of it. I dropped off of it pretty hard, actually. Um, yeah, but yeah, Have um, you played this, Andrew? I'm actually, yeah, I'm playing through the new order at the minute just because you guys have been going on about them so much. And I think, James, you said, oh, you should definitely play the first one. So um, I saw, obviously, it got a price drop, didn't it, the second one? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which yeah. was crazy. So that and Old Blood and New Order were like 30 quid altogether on Steam or something. So I was like, okie dokie. Um, so, yeah, I'm about, I think I'm about two-thirds, three-quarters away through the first one. So did, have they dropped, like, the stealthy stuff as much, like the sneaking? I think you can still do that if you want to, but then... Because I mean, a lot of people just bump it down too easy mm. because because the combat's not a lot of fun, and so yeah, there's not really any need to do stealth stuff because you could just go in and like mow people down, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I did like try and where possible, I tried try to sneak around, uh, but when as soon as I got saw, as soon as I got seen, it was just you know shooting everyone's heads off. Really, yeah, these these sort of first person stealthy bit like games, they they're not terribly great in letting you know where enemies are and if they can see you or not no. you know what i mean i found myself sort of like trying to be stealthy for a bit and then it's like all of a sudden someone sees you from a completely different area and that's it everyone's alerted to where you are and all of a sudden you're getting absolutely smashed by by um by people and it's yeah it's really unsatisfying for me but yeah i, so, I mean yeah, also I, I've, co- I've resulted in just like running straight as like trying to find the general as quick as i can with my gun, guns blazing you know yeah, I mean, other people, other things people mentioned which aren't great is that the uh, lo- like the mission objective marker on the map is really hard to yeah, find out where that is. Yeah. I was constantly going in that, and out of the map. That is something that is absolutely worse than in in the first game. Like the, I didn't. I thought the level design was much worse because there's so many times when I I got kind of lost or not not lost. It's like knowing where to go next. It's like because everything looks often really the same, and yeah. then you find it's like a tiny sort of area you've got to sort of try and get into oh, and I was totally stuck you know when you fight that a big guy for the first time the one where you've got to get from one side of the town to another mm-hmm. um, and there's like loads of buildings and yeah, you're going yeah. in and out of buildings and stuff and then you fight that big tall robot thing Yeah. after that the, the sort of there was enemies up on this bit and the marker was up there and I was like well how do I even get up there and it turns out I had to walk like really far away from the marker and find some small staircase and then yeah. that led me up there and I was kind of like oh fuck this like, why, why and the is trouble it is, is like it's, it's even more difficult if you're like under like fire constantly as well yeah, yeah and you're like trying to yeah. figure out like where to go but you just can't it's yeah that is that is irritating yeah and, and like in like the 
the hub area to, towards the end, like when you said, I had to go find certain people, certain areas. And I was like, I don't know where these rooms are, or these people yeah, are. And that, like, that is also not amazingly designed and, either. And like the map like was... might mark loads of different areas, but not like the one room or area I had to go to. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what this person looks like. <laughs> yeah, so some bits towards the end, I was just literally running around this area for ages. Like, are you? No, so the the hub world was was much better in the previous game. Like it was it was much clearer because it was just it was like a house, well not a house, but it was like a sort of underground sort of place, and it was it was really clear, like because it was just on different floors. Whereas yeah, yeah. the submarine is like ridiculous; it's yeah. huge. But it's, did, uh, this um, game, Matt, who did you choose at the start? Did you choose to kill the young guy, or the old guy? Um, I chose to save the Scottish guy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you've had all the like the, all the arm jokes are fucking yeah, yeah. brilliant. But, I, I, like, I, I, really I knew funny. nothing about either of those because I haven't played the previous one. So literally, just left or right, and I chose that one. Um, did you choose the same one? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I chose the same one in the first game as well. So oh, okay. Right. And I'm glad I did because he's been the center of so many funny moments. Oh yeah, in he's that been game, great. Yeah. I can't imagine it without him. Um, but I hear either way that you pick is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But how about you, James? Did I, I chose the other guy actually? And, oh really? Uh, yeah. Do you not get any of the arm gags? No, in it? I have no idea what you're talking about. So, oh my yeah. god, they're so <laughs> funny. They did, I don't, honestly, and it's cheap, like obvious humour, but it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, it's really basically good. he's got an android arm mm-hmm. that he's got no control over, which does hilarious things throughout. And there's even times where you're like, "Is that really the arm man functioning?" Or you take it, <laughs> or you just blame it on that. Like it's, yeah, it's full of like really funny moments yeah I mean, but um, I will say uh, the cutscenes not only they like were written or acted but just like I, I love the way they're shot like the, this game looks so stylish it's, it's got a, a great great element it uses music really really well some really class moments with with brilliant music and uh, yeah I think it's an absolutely excellent game I've absolutely loved it I'm definitely going to play through it it's had enough about it for me to go you know what just battle through the combat and then and then get onto the cutscenes because I'm enjoying them yeah um, yeah, which is quite sad, really. <laughs> I mean, it's a computer game. You want the best bit about it, is the playing it. But for me, it's the yeah, the experience of seeing what it's got that's, to that's say and what it's doing. That's me with any JRPG. That's how I always feel <laughs> yeah. whenever I play one of those. It's like, yeah, I want the story. I want, I want to play the story, but I don't want to play any of these mechanics because I hate them. And it's uh, yeah, same kind of Have thing. Have you not been tempted with Xenoblade Chronicles Two, James? Uh, not massively, although I have requested it for Christmas. So. I don't know. Requested it, yeah. Santa. <laughs> I doffed request. Yeah. It's, it's on. It's on the list that I sent. So you know, maybe I'll get it. I don't know. It was. It was in that. <laughs> You've been a good whole, boy, James. There was the PlayStation VR thing. No, definitely not. But yeah, I've gone for that instead. The PlayStation yeah. VR thing. Yeah. You've got to explain that, James. Well, no, that's. It's because see, weirdly, suddenly my wife this week said she because I got a, a notification on my phone saying that. Like from Amazon saying you've just bought a PlayStation VR, like but in French, <laughs> and I was like, "No, I haven't." You just What's bought this the PlayStation VR. <laughs> <laughs> so then I checked back, and it turned out it was my wife trying to do something nice. It seems, but I'm very suspicious because it's this was something that I'd mentioned like you know a couple of times before. I didn't think she'd remember this, and also it's pretty. I mean, it's still expensive, and I'm just thinking why. It's, why is this okay now when it would Right, hold on. Be. So has this story evolved from when we last spoke? Because yeah, well, when we I... last spoke, you were thinking about buying it and yeah. then you didn't. And 
lots, and then she's just ordered it anyway for you. No, no, this this was this is before. No, she she ordered it, and then I we cancelled it. Then ordered it oh, again, right. and then cancelled it. Yeah, and this, <laughs> <laughs> so now it's not happening. And uh, yeah, James, so she's definitely going to drop a bombshell on you. That's what I'm worried time. about. It's um because it's just a bit <laughs> odd, you know, to like because she's not normally this generous. I'll be honest, and so it's you know it's a bit odd. Yeah. Um. Right. Okay. So, Matt, you you uh do everything Giant Bomb tells you to do. So I assume you've been playing Trivia HQ this week. I played a couple. Okay, I played a few. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had it downloaded. <laughs> I had it downloaded for ages. Well, not ages, but I had downloaded when it came out, and I just didn't bother. But after the last couple of weeks of that, and it they sounded good, so I gave it a go. <laughs> go it's, on. It's, What's it like? It's fine. So Trivia HQ is uh is an app. It's definitely on iOS. Maybe it's on Android. I'm not sure, but definitely on iOS. And um, the, it's basically, uh, you can't do anything until the live shows start, and they start at 8, uh, 8 p.m. UK time, and I think 2 or 3 a.m. Uh, UK time. Um, you get a notification when this starts, and then basically you have a live a live video of his presenter. Uh, it can be this guy called Scott. It can be this other woman. I'm not sure her name. Um, and they basically introduce this live quiz show, um, of which there are 12 questions. Uh, they read out a question. You have 12 seconds to answer the question. If you don't answer or you get the incorrect answer, you're out. Um, and if you get to the end, um, then you get to share a prize of a thousand pounds. I think it's a thousand dollars. Um, but, but when the game starts, you can see that, I mean, the games I played, there's like 180,000, 200,000 people. Uh, and when every question is answered, um, you see who got it right and who got it right as in like the numbers of people who got it right and wrong so you might suddenly lose like 50,000 people because they chose the wrong answer um and uh, yeah, yeah there's also like live chat in the app um and stuff i mean it, it's a fun little experiment i've only i think i played two or three times and the most i've got is six out of 12 questions um but it's it's a fun little thing because you don't you don't need really to get a chance to these shared experiences on iOS games um, anymore. And although I didn't play much of it, I did play a bit of One Must as One Hundred on the 360, and this definitely yeah. seems to capture a lot of those sort of feelings. Um, just because it feels very much like a shared experience, and the fact it's only on twice a day. I mean, typically I've only like played the eight o'clock one because I'm not up for the two or three a.m. show. But uh, it's it's pretty cool to, just to see how it works and. You know, it, it, it worked. Like, te- technically, it worked really well. There wasn't any lag. It didn't. It didn't flake out. Considering there's meant to be two hundred thousand people watching and playing this game, um, it worked really well. And it, it, it looks like a, it looks like it's like a well-designed app. It looks nice as well. I know what you're saying. The shared experience stuff. I think there's more to it. Like there's there's something there for console gaming where everyone logs in at the same time and has a shared experience. Yeah. Um, and I, d- I do think with the success of this, because this is wildly successful in America, like it's been everywhere uh, and everyone's playing it, I think um, someone's going to chance their arm and try and do something like this on, on home consoles, whether it's one of the... I think it's probably going to be one of the main publishers themselves, you know, it's even Microsoft, probably not Nintendo, Microsoft or, or Sony yeah, I mean, try I, and I, jump I, on this bandwagon. I guess Microsoft just... I guess whatever one was 100 did, it didn't do enough for them to warrant continue it or do more of that stuff but it seemed so cool you know at the time logging in and obviously famously michael fox did he win or did he get how did... yeah he won he won he, he won something won. It's, it's one it's, yeah he did win definitely yeah he, he won something yeah. but it's just it was just great you know ever long at the same time and then you know seeing who's in and out and uh yeah this captures that and uh it's fun so i guess so none of you guys have tried this yet right no no no, no. i'm no good at trivia i mean I'm I, awful I, at trivia 
Yeah, I, 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 there's only one a day, and because it's only like last five minutes, it's it's fun to do. But uh, you know, and the fact you obviously you can't play this all day every day, but uh, for the one time a day, eight o'clock little quiz, it's, it's a fun little fun little thing to do for a few minutes. Wouldn't it be wicked if Microsoft? Right, okay, here's an idea: working for Microsoft, you're saying right, everyone downloads like a patch every week with all the game data on it. And it's the same sort of thing where you all play at the same time, but there's a challenge in different games spread over a bunch of games. You've got to do something in so so many seconds, and if you fail to do it, you drop out. And then it's like the ultimate gamer at the end wins the prize. Like WarioWare, you know, incorporate what's that? <coughs> like yeah. WarioWare or something. WarioWare, yeah. but with other games like score a goal in FIFA as quick as you can. <laughs> come on, come on! <laughs> wow, you missed. Out. <laughs> I'd love that. That'd be class. Someone attack it. Yeah. But still, I'm surprised there's not more of this stuff, but uh, that's good. I've also been uh, still playing Mario, still trying to get towards 500. Um, uh, yeah, I moves. see Mario written down here. Is that all you've played before we get onto the Mario stuff? Is that all you played? Uh, I played a bit of Forza. Um, uh, a listener and someone who works at uh, a sister company that I worked, worked for, he tweeted, uh, his name is Rick Brook, he tweeted a couple of weeks ago saying, oh, I played a bit of Forza, it's, it's it's boring as fuck. I can't bother. And I jokingly said, "Oh, okay, mate. Uh, so send it over, and uh, and I'll I'll gladly have it." You know, kissed sarcastically. And then I got some post on Thursday, or Friday, and it was a copy of Forza Seven for Xbox. So in the past week, Matt Murray has received two games: one Edith Finch from James, Thanks, and James. another from uh, a listener. Yeah. I mean, I've had nothing. So uh, if you weird, could, no, that's a lie, actually. But I'll get to that later. <laughs> I have had something. I'm a bad now. Uh, but no, everyone club together. Get me an Xbox One X. Make it up to me. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, <laughs> Yeah, so um, I, I've only played a very small amount of Forza. But my, my God, it's look, it looks so gorgeous. I know we've sort of spoke about this before, but it just looks absolutely stunning. Um, and I'm playing a little bit of that. But, uh, and also, like I say, still, still slowly getting through Mario just on the uh, trips to and from work. I'm still playing Mario still losing how many all my coins Harry now? keeps spending them all it's ridiculous I can't buy any of the things I'm saving up for did, did you ever save up for the £10,000 the £10,000 uh, you know currency th- uh, outfit well I just want the wedding dress because I just think that would be that. funny yeah I've got yeah, that and, I can't and the yeah. Um, I can't remember how many I'll load up and see how many moons I've got now how many are you up to Matt oh it's still like 380 something really um, fucking. <laughs> See, because I'm really interested to hear what um Andy has to say about it. Because, I mean, you every time I hear you talk about Nintendo, you na- like you hit the nail on the head. So, what what have you made of Super Mario Odyssey? Have you are you as blown away by it everyone else's? Nah, it's, it's no good. It's not as good as Crash Bandicoot, is it? Let's be honest. Okay, yeah, there true. we go. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, incidentally, available on PlayStation Four now. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, no, man. it's it's amazing, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Um, How far into it have you? Have you um, got I've finished the like the the extra levels, um, the big challenge one at the end. Um, yeah, oh, that, really, you did that? I was doing that. I did it on the train, and um, oh god, I, I man, that really must have been impossible. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a, um, a happy loser. Um, so so yeah, that was that was good times. But I mean, I was talking to someone today actually about it, and. Um, it was just, so it's like, obviously it's really polished and amazing and, you know, jumping feels great and all of this stuff. And like, I love the little landing jolt you get when he lands and it just makes him feel like a fat little plumber jumping. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's just that, like, all of these amazing things. And then 
I mean, you know, you've all, you've, you guys have covered all the amazing like creatures that you can, you know, take control of and all that kind of stuff. But like, until I'd finished the last bit, and I won't spoil anything, but like the whole game, like when when I'd finished it and, and really sat there and sort of thought about what it was. Like, it occurred to me that the game, you know, I thought it was just a game that was like, oh, Mario's theme this year is holidays or travel. And it was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, wicked, whatever. And then you kind of get to a point where you're like, hang on, there's all this retro stuff in it. So maybe it's like, you know, nostalgia and like sort of that feeling of a holiday, but in in your past, right? It's like it's like taking a trip uh, down memory lane. And then... Absolutely. Right. Like, oh, God, there's a line in it right at the end that a character says to you that basically says, you know, it it's meant in the context of the game and what you've done, but it's also saying to the gamer, like, thanks. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, thanks for being on this journey with us. Like, oh, Jesus, it really got... That was the bit... I mentioned last week that it was actually genuinely emotional towards the end, and that was exactly what it was. Like, there was that one line that sums up what you're saying perfectly, and it says, yeah, like, it's it's not saying, hey, well done on beating the game. It's kind of like, cheers for sticking <laughs> with us. You know, yeah, and it's yeah. like proper punch in the gut. Like, not punch in the gut, it's like a big warm hug. You know yeah. what I mean? It was weird. And it was, it's the strange. devs, isn't it? And that's the thing, they're speaking directly to you, and that was the bit yeah, where yeah. I was like... And it, it sort of clicked with me that not only that, but all the people there working on it are our age and they've had the same love for Mario and they went to work at Nintendo because of that. And so like, it just made me sort of like spiral into this sort of like, yeah, happy, warm place about how great Nintendo is and how wonderful Mario is and, and all that kind of stuff. But I just, it, yeah, it really, like I say, yeah, a little bit of a tear in the eye sort of moment. Yeah, absolutely. I Pure can't magic. understate that enough. Like that whole bit right at the end i loved how there was no jolly music there was no you know big explosions and graphics and stuff it was just one character talking to another and it was like oh boy oh boy i'm not gonna go (laughs) this isn't gonna be the first game that makes me cry it can't be (laughs) it can't be i'm still on the hunt but uh yeah it's 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 really good like when i hear people on various podcasts and all right it's their decision and it's what they want to do and that's totally fine but when i hear that they you know oh i got to the end of the story bit and sort of you know fell away from it i'm kind of like mate you have you've got to keep playing it because there's so much to it there's so much to it i mean i'm still hammering it all the time um i'm up to i did just check 636 moons now so i'm you know just just behind you yeah. yeah, you've caught, you probably caught me up recently because we've had to ban it during the week because Harry is going a little <laughs> bit too weird with it. A little bit too weird. That nursery thing that I said earlier was not a joke and actually happened and it's getting a bit awkward now. <laughs> Literally introduced it. But Joe was at a soft play with him and some boy come up to him and said, oh, my name's Tom. What's your name? I'm a Mario. <laughs> Joe wandered over to the parents and went, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. He's a bit, being a bit weird at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I love it. I think it's great. I love the fact that he's in touch shit. Um, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, James, that was all you had on your list, wasn't it? Yeah. All I've got is Mario. Cause I mean, I've just been, I've only played that this week and I okay. still, I mean, I, I'm just, I've got about, I think 610 or so, so far, like moons. So I'm a bit further in, but, um, I still really liking it. It's just, there's, there's just one thing about the game that I don't like, and it's just a personal preference that, one of the, What's the, that, go on. I hate the races. 
I really hate the races. Really? Why? Yeah. Well, no, the, the initial ones are fine, but you know, the master ones is they start to get really irritating because they... There's always a trick to them, though, Yeah, James. I know, but that's what's annoying, because I hate... Like, some of the tricks are really irritating to pull off, and I just don't like them. So there's that. You'll get... I think you'll get there, because I, I found that... You know the throw your... The classic one, long jump, throw your hat, dive yeah. onto the hat, jump in, throw your hat again? I found that impossible. Like, and I thought, that's beyond my skill level. But it's actually just a really easy set of button combinations that you've just got to remember. Yeah. remember. If so you break it down to button combinations, it's actually pretty, like, it guides you. It's not, you don't have to be 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. You've just got to get the combinations right. Um, and then it works. Like, it's really good. So I've got, I mean, I've got, you see, because I've been going it through it differently to you, because I've been doing it sort of like just nailing every world and then moving on to the next one. So I'm up to the Lake Kingdom now and I've done all the ones from like the Metro Kingdom and all that sort of stuff. And it's just the only thing, as I said, that I've not enjoyed has been the races, but also at the moment, the volleyball, because that's really, really pissing me off every time I do that, because it's fine the first time around, but then the requirement for the second moon is, is, is very high and it's, it's really irritating me. But apart from that, amazing. It's still, yeah, it's still fantastic. Uh, cool. Right. So I've gone back to a game, Destiny 2, because all of my friends abandoned me on the PS4 version. I had to, um, so I found myself with two copies of the PS4 version. I've, I had the digital copy and then I got a free disc version with my PS, uh, PS4 Pro, which I fully <laughs> intended to sell on. Uh, and recycle that money into something else and it turns out that no one wants to buy Destiny 2 so um, I really failed to sell it I suppose it's one of those games that you, you're either in or you're not and if you're in you're buying it day one because even now like you're seeing it's selling for around 20-25 quid in most places and second hand like the disc, disc are going for like 15 quid already um, so I just put up a, just a random tweet on twitter.com saying look as it, would anyone want to trade a ps4 version for a, uh, an xbox one version because i've i'm i've got a lot of friends that play on xbox one so i you know i could do that uh and then don pepin on twitter got in touch and said i've just got a code at home that, that you can have don't worry about swapping so big shout out to don pepin really appreciate that man like it's properly sorted me out uh so i'm currently going through the campaign again and I'm I'm still properly in love. Like I love it. You know, it's a bit annoying because I've got it in 4K on my PS4 Pro, and it was part of the reason why I bought that PS4 Pro because uh, you know it was supposed to be me, Matt, John, James. You know, everyone playing Destiny, and then you will just stop playing it, and it was just me loading it up every night playing it on my own. That's nonsense. But go on. Go on. No, go on, James. Were you <laughs> no, playing it with me? Then? I was. No, I was totally okay. We played it once, and then you and Matt yeah. like never bothered again. And I was totally up for playing more of it, and I still want to play more of it. When just... you first started playing it, I was level two sixty, right? Yeah. And I, I, I was close. I'm close to three hundred. I've still got that character close to three hundred. If you can get your character to a level where we can play together, then I am totally exactly. up for playing. Exactly. That's, that's the problem with this. Is it's it, that's not probably not going to happen, is it? Because I think well, it is. I was only if at you like two forty or something. Yeah, so you would have, what, an extra 10 more hours of game plan, you would have been with us. I know, but you see, I know, but then I had to play, you know, David Cage's opus, didn't I? It, and it's, <laughs> that destroyed most of my time. It's Oh, come on, mate. You cannot say that I stopped playing it, because I was playing it right. so much on you, my own. You might have been, but we can still level that at Matt. He was the one that was was so, like, excited about this game. Oh, yeah, Matt dropped game. it. Like, he was unbelievable with it. Oh, yeah, let's all play Destiny. I can't, I'm not playing it now. What happened to you, Matt? Well, I just found like I was up like, playing on my own, 
and no you weren't Matt I was there every night playing Destiny yeah and it was fun but then other things happened and I, I, I remember I got to like 280 or but it wasn't high enough for a nightfall and then other, other games came out well, Stardew anyway. Valley wasn't it oh exactly it's a great game yeah. Anyway, my PS4 character is still there, and I'm still up for playing it. I've got all the, the um, what do you call it, the the expansion pass for it and everything. So if you want to go, if any of you want to go back to it on PS4, definitely. then I will play I'd with you play definitely. Yeah, um, but that. right now, I'm working on getting my my Xbox One character up. I'm playing through the the, the campaign. There's so much stuff in that game that I missed the first time through the campaign because you don't really touch on the story stuff nowhere near as much as you did in the first game, um, and it's still like brilliant like i'm i'm loving the combat again i'm loving the weapons i'm loving the, the like even visually i was saying that that you know i've got it on 4k on ps4 and i'm going back to you know standard on on xbox one it still looks incredible still looks incredible i, I like i thought i was going to be like turning my nose up at it I, I just can't it still looks fantastic um and yeah so i'm going to be working on that over the next couple of weeks try and get um up to a level because the the first expansion pass drops tomorrow i think yeah. is that right so um so yeah i need to prepare to get ready for that uh and join my mates and I'm, i'll catch up in no time you know what that game's like soon enough it'll it'll start pushing you forward and leveling you up faster because it knows that it wants to get as many people to the end game as possible um so i just want to get the campaign out of the way and then i can just start slowly grinding away at my levels and get to where i was on the ps4 version and see where we are from there yeah. if i've if i've got like you know how some people have two or three characters yeah um like you had like three characters set up, didn't you, Matt? Yeah, I've got three characters on PS4. Yeah, right. So I'm going to do the same, but I'm going to have one on PS4 and one on Xbox One. That way, if a group of friends wants to play, whether they're playing on PS4 or Xbox One, I can join them. That's the plan. I don't have to stick to uh, one format. So I'm um, yeah, I'm all over that, all over it. Yeah, I would like to um, go back to it, but I've, I want to get Life is Strange and Edith, Fin- uh, Edith Finch and maybe whatever else I need to get done for the Game of the Year stuff. Yeah, or- you've got to get through that. In the next couple of weeks, for sure. So, you know, you've got an excuse now. Um, the other game I've been playing this week, it come out on Xbox One. It's kind of an old game, uh, two or three years old. Uh, Assault Android Cactus. Has anyone played this? No, I remember you mentioning it ages ago. but Yeah, it was uh, an indie darling at the time. We played it at um, Sean's wedding, funny enough. When we all woke up with a hangover, Sean was set up his PC in one of the rooms and we were just sitting down playing a bunch of games. Uh, and he said, try this. I know you're a fan of um, twin stick shooters. Uh, and I tried it and I absolutely adored it. I thought it was really interesting. It did stuff that I'd never seen in twin stick shooting before. Um, well, it's finally out for the Xbox One. Um, in some ways, it's still as unique and excellent to play uh, as I remembered a few years ago. Uh, in other ways, it hasn't aged too well, um, mainly in the art st- style. Now, this is Xbox One X enhanced, so it has got like 4K and stuff like that. But it's the fundamental art style. If you remember about two or three years ago, and it sounds like I'm it, talking about this like it's a retro game, but it's not. But I think games like this have evolved so much in the past couple of years especially visually like if you see a twin stick shooter now it always looks incredible next machina looks absolutely insane with this it it had that sort of of its time cartoony big head you know very wide-eyed look to everything um and then sort of your your classic half cell shaded robotic enemies um that's all there and that was fine back then but 
because so much has happened in the past couple of years with arcade games and with indie games and how everything looks, um, it doesn't really hold up anymore. It looks very, very basic for what it is. Um, and, you know, it's not the end of the world. I mean, the visuals aren't everything about the game. Um, it's still incredibly fun to play. It still does some really interesting things. So um, the the kill areas, the actual levels are very, very simple, but they evolve. So there's cover can pop out of nowhere. Uh, things can rotate and you can constantly manipulate the enemies. So you can group them together and push them towards you uh, and make them come towards you and then funnel them down a, uh, a certain path and play around with them that way. Um, but then there's also this other mechanic where it's not as brutal as usual twin stick shooters. If you get hit, it's not like you're dead and then you have to start again. Um, on this, it kind of just slows you down. And the whole idea is that you have to constantly kill enemies, uh, and then one of them will drop a battery, and then you can pick it up just before your battery runs out. So it's all about jockeying your charge on your Android. Um, and that's interesting. I think I don't think it's quite as fun as the traditional method, because there are moments where you'll pick up a battery and you'll go, well, there's no way I'm going to make it to the next one. So you kind of think like, I've I've fucked this run already. Whereas when you're playing the old style, where if you get hit, you die, you always feel that you're able to battle out of the situation uh, and survive. And if you get hit, you're instantly dead, and that that's the end of your run. Uh, this one, you kind of you see it coming a little bit more, which is shit in one regard. But when you do pick up a battery just in time, the satisfaction is like heightened. You know, if you get out of a situation next machina, it's good. But it's not as good as just grabbing that last battery just as you're about to shut down. Um, uh, but, uh, but on the flip side, it's got a lot more stuff to do in it than that game has. It's got like an infinite mode, as you'd expect. But it's also got a campaign where you unlock various different characters in it. Um, and it's got co like the co-op's really good. Um, so, yeah, it's weird. If you were to come to me and say, I want to play a twin-stick shooter, I would say, have you played Next Machina? Yes. Have I played? Have you played Geometry Wars? Yes. Well, then definitely try this. But but not if you haven't played those two games because mm. Geometry Wars is now backwards compatible on Xbox One, and that's a better twin stick shooter. Um, and Next Machina is one of the best twin stick shooters I've ever played. So you, you're instantly going, well, where does this sit? And this sits for fans of that genre. Uh, it doesn't sit at the top of the top of the pile for me still good but not not perfect and it does this weird thing where you have to pull the trigger to fire and and i don't mean you have to pump it for every shot you just hold it down and i just i thought is there an option to just make it auto fire like every other twin stick shooter and there isn't and i'm kind of like why so you basically what, got your finger so held weird. down the whole time yeah and you but like it's you'd expect there to be a sort of mechanic where it you've got ammo or something and you've got to conserve ammo, conserve ammo or something. That's not the case. So I'm either missing something big or it's just completely weird. I don't know. Let me know. Let me know in the chat uh, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good game. I mean, it's out on Xbox One. If you're into twin stick shooters, you can't go wrong with this. You'll enjoy it. Uh, I just think there's better ones out there. Definitely. Cool. Um, Andrew, what have you been playing? Uh, I've got a weird, uh, sort of slightly mixed bag. I want to start with one that otherwise I would forget. Um, and it's called Wapo. Um, <laughs> it came about it through a bit of an odd 
sort of sequence of events. Basically, have you guys heard of Steam Spy? Uh, no. No. So it's, it's steamspy.com. You go there and it basically aggregates all this data that's like publicly available from Steam. And as a dev, it's like, it's very interesting looking at trends and sales and players and all this kind of thing. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, another dev wrote an article about like trying to figure out, um, based on what information is out there, um, what's the best rated game that no- the fewest people have played? Because it's this whole issue of like, you know, there's just so many games and not enough time and not, no, no one, you know, no one's finding these games because Steam's completely swamped. And this game, Wapo, came out basically at the top. So it's like hardly been played by anyone, but it's actually a really, really strong game. And there's a demo, uh, for free. So I played it and, um, it's this charming, like weird, really unique, colorful, uh, platformer. It's 2D side on. Um, and you're this little thing called a, a WUM or something. Um, and you, you're in a hotel or an apartment block. Um, and you have to, like, the, it's, it's kind of, it's a platformer, but with like little sort of story RPG quests kind of stuff. Um, and you kind of upgrade your skills and your, your abilities as you complete these. And, um, it's just like this, got this really funny kind of odd world view. Um, you, your, your first task is to go downstairs. Um, you, you're hungry, so you go down, you don't have a phone because it's broken or something. You have to go down to the, uh, the, the, what's, what's the name of the guy who works at the front desk in an apartment concierge? block? Oh, concierge. Oh, concierge. That's the one. Um, so you talk to this concierge and there's obviously history there. It's so well written, honestly. It's really, really funny. Like, he's just like really reluctant to, to let you have, um, ice cream, I think it is, because you, you spilt it last time and you basically hints that you just vomited it everywhere. Um, yeah, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it, but it's, it's, no, 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 it's good. um, the, the characters are all little blobs, just literally really simple little blobs with like little hairs sticking out and eyes and, and a mouth. Um, the way that the text appears with like the, the, the sound effects that accompany it, you know, the usual sort of babble kind of noise are really, really weird and, and kind of funny. Um, and you just go off on this kind of grand adventure. Um, and, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's really good fun. It's really solid, really polished. Um, and I can't, I haven't played beyond the demo, but it's, it's like the next one on my list, basically. It's come out on, um, Xbox One and PS4 as well recently, like three weeks ago. Um, and yeah, I think most people should play it because, uh, it's just been completely lost. Yeah. I, I do love the um, idea of finding games with, with, you know, with, with the highest rating, with least played. That's, that's great. There's, yeah. a, there's a series in that. Yeah, 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 there's a whole like podcast or something, you know, or a stream or something. Um, yeah, a bit more sort of mainstream. Obviously, Mario kind of covered the fact that that's like a ridiculously amazing game. Um, I've been playing everything on the Switch, uh, basically. Is this so... the, the one where you can zoom in and out of things? Oh no, sorry. Oh, wait, <laughs> there is no, a game you've literally been playing everything. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no but... <laughs> I'm so lost, right? Because there is a game that came out this year called Everything, right? Yeah, there is. But it's not on the Switch. To do that on the Switch, you just have to move your arms closer to your face, I guess. That's, <laughs> that's, um, that's that. Um, no, sorry. Um, I've just been, like, everything else I've been playing is basically been on the Switch. Right, so... Isn't everything else a sequel? <laughs> 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 oh, Good plan. There's no way to go from that. That's amazing. Um, Battle Chef Brigade on the Switch. Um, it's a, it's a, it's built as an action RPG crossed with a match three puzzle game. Um, and it's about food, right? So you're a, you're a, um, you're a wannabe battle chef. You're living in this fantasy world. Again, it's, it's side on 2D, kind of quite nice 
quite restrained anime style art, if that makes sense. It's not completely over the top. Um, and you, you're, um, yeah, you want to become a battle chef in this fantasy world and, and battle chefs essentially go out and they fight monsters and then they cook them with, and they cook these amazing meals with the ingredients that come out of the monsters. And it sounds like maybe it's going to be like monster hunter kind of scale, but it's, it's very much not. The, the basic flow is you, you have to cook a meal. So you have a stove and you have a larder and you run outside of the, 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 the room that you're cooking in. It's called a kitchen, apparently. Um, and, uh, you, you're in the, in a garden or a, or a cave or whatever. And it's like a kind of like a, a contained area that you just run around and they just spawn enemies and you just beat them up sort of side scrolling, kind of, uh, jumping and juggling combos and things like that. And a little bit of like magic. It's all very, very sort of, it's not the deepest thing in the world, but it's very satisfying. And then once you kill them, you collect, uh, collect all the bits and bobs and then you fill up your larder and then you use them in the, in the on the stove and those become gems that you then have to match on a on a grid that's kind of you know simulating the the, the pot or whatever that you're cooking in um and it's got like a, a kind of a nice enough story around the edge um some pretty well-written characters some voice acting that's kind of most of it's decent but then a couple of them sound like they're just recorded in a toilet somewhere which is a real shame um, cause everything else is like really, really high quality, um, like production values. Um, it's come out of nowhere as far as I'm aware. I, I, I don't know that the studio's done anything else. I think it might be their debut game. Um, but I would put good money on the fact that they're all ex AAA people. Um, cause it's just, it's just, it, it, everything's deep enough and fun enough. And, and then it stops. Like it's not gone. It doesn't go on too long. It doesn't outstay its welcome. And I'm probably like eight or nine hours in and I would expect there to be another like two or three, perhaps. Um, with the with the match and free stuff, is it all touchscreen? No. Uh, oh, I don't. Know. I haven't tried. Um, I would imagine not. It's quite small on the screen. Um, right. You you just literally have your grid, and you can still see like your character standing behind it. Um, and there's a lot of sort of extraneous menu bits and bobs that you've got to try and keep uh, an eye on. Um, there are touchscreen only games on on the Switch, though, right? There 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 are games that can only be played with a touchscreen. Uh, there's I'm one called sure there was because we were talking about it in vain. we were like because yeah. I just kind of think would you play that still with the Joy-Cons attached or would you hold it without the Joy-Con that, that would be weird wouldn't it be like using a Nokia 3210 without the faceplate on just feel, <laughs> like feeling that. that bit of metal in your palm like the little railings in your palms like that make me feel ill that would um, be weird yeah I want to see more games as well that just have one Joy-Con plugged in and you hold it sideways I want to see that. Sorry, my mind's wandering. Go on. You no, 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 I'd love that. Like some... Arcade ports and, and do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Like vertical like, you, know the, you know the whole arcade... Um, do you remember those old arcades where you sit either side of a pub table? Oh, yeah, yeah. You could just do that holding the Switch. Why are you holding each side? Why isn't that more of a thing? Why isn't it more of a thing, Matt? No, I'll, I'll get on it. Thanks. I'll do a Kickstarter. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> you start by the morning it'd just be like yeah this should be a thing right I'll if you back this <laughs> I'll do it Anything 10 else? million nah. pounds I'll record the video straight after this it's like well one day I was doing a podcast well not one day about half an hour ago um, I thought well someone said why why isn't it more them and I was like bloody good idea $40,000 um <laughs> Coming out in February, probably. <laughs> everything Whatever we have for microtransactions. Yeah. What? What? Oh God! What? How long before there's a kickstart for a new game that everyone wants, and one of the stretch goals is no microtransactions? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen, Matt. Creed? 
<laughs> no loot quid. Uh, sorry, sorry, Andrew. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm just making notes right now. I'm, I'm going to be doing that. Um, no loot quid. <laughs> You want to be really mean, you do all the stretch goals and more and more and more loot crates up until the last one, which is none, so people will have to vote in more and more loot crates before they can get through. <laughs> yeah, oh god, sorry, you didn't quite hit 250,000, it's 249,000, therefore we've had to triple the number of loot crates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't blame us, blame yeah. yourselves. <laughs> the fans wanted it this way. <laughs> Is there is there anything else on your Switch that you're uh, you're currently um, bashing for? I've played about two hours of Xenoblade Chronicles two, and so far it seems very Xenoblade Chronicles. I guess. Um, what yeah. defines that series? What makes a Xenoblade Chronicles game a Xenoblade Chronicles game? <laughs> what makes a Weirdly, Xenoblade Chronicles? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's actually all about the uh, the weirdly colloquial ac- British accents that they've got in the. The localization. So the main character, I shit you know, it sounds like he's from like uh maybe Derby or or no Bury from Bury. Uh, and he's got the full accent and it's Brill. Um and then, Did you see did you see um do you follow uh Bitsocket? Yes. Did you see their tweets the other night? It was it was really funny. It was like um I had to switch to Japanese language because the the I know it's supposed to be a bit funny and quirky or whatever, but I just the accents are grating on me. And then the next one, it was like I've gone back to English because uh, there's too much talk here. I don't understand what they're saying in Japanese. (laughs) What what a turnaround! (laughs) Sounds about right. I had a similar thing. I I even so I, I started the game and like the third character you meet. So the first character you meet is, is, is you and you've, you're from, from Bury. And then the second character is like this sort of creature that you live on the back of. So the Xenoblade thing is those big, enormous titan creatures that, that whole societies like live on. And then this version, in this game, there's like much, much smaller ones as well. I'm assuming there's big ones, but like your character is like uh, a salvage guy. He's kind of like a pirate, I guess. Um, and you're in the cloud sea, so it's basically exactly the same as the sea, but it's made of clouds. You even go underwater in it. And, um, yeah, you, you, you ride around and live on the back of this guy. And he's, he's voiced by, um, someone I's, whose voice I recognize. It's really bugging me, but he's a very sort of thespian British actor. Um, and then the third person you meet is the worst Scottish accent I've ever heard in my life. And it's a total <laughs> bit part. And it's just like, oh, hello, I'd like, uh, you to pay me some money, pal. And it's just, wow, okay, so at that point I literally quit the game. I didn't realise that I hadn't saved at that point and downloaded the Japanese voice pack and then after 15 minutes I was like, no, I actually kind of missed this this guy from Bury. And I'm so glad I did because the next character you meet, essentially one of them, is uh, the most heavy Welsh-accented person I've, I've ever heard. And it's brilliant because it's probably authentic, but it's just kind of weird, you know, like hearing all these really cool accents. You don't hear that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You start playing a JRPG and... Hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the spaceship. If you just want to pop over there, <laughs> what was that? that? That went a bit weird at the end. That's all Bristol-ish. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I, I, so you're saying that Xenoblade Chronicles, the 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 sort of main appeal of it is the quirkiness and the tone, or I mean, I think I that's mean, what sets it apart from other JRPGs for, for me, anyway. Like, it's got this stupid epic scale. Like I said, these like whole societies living on the back of creatures, and these things are, you know, they're there in real time. You are running around on the back of them, like you know, like some of the bosses in the God of War series. They were just like these enormous things. That's like those are tiny compared to some of the 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 creatures that you sort of run around on in these games. But then, yeah, like 
there's just like it's got kind of an irreverence to the way that it's um it's just localized really well the stories um always start out quite sort of um optimistic and upbeat and i suppose that's that's fairly traditional in, in terms of jrpgs but i think yeah the the, the english localization kind of helps make it just feel a little bit more um i don't know quirky comfortable um it's it's not as it's i'm probably making it sound like little britain the jrpg it's not uh but um but yeah cool uh right okay is is, is that it is that your That's list? It, yeah. cool excellent right well let's get on to the questions then shall we james okay yeah we've got some emails um <laughs> they just uh, make it up we've got some emails um the first one's from josh crow he says hello chaps uh, for some reason unbeknownst to me i fired up modern warfare 2 last week to revisit the campaign and i got to wondering if you could still get an online game to which i was pleasantly surprised to see that after a mere five second wait you can with ease that makes eight years and thus eight subsequent games between them and now. Doesn't change the fact that I'm still rubbish at multiplayer as I always was, but I digress. This got me thinking. Are there any online games from this generation you guys think will continue to have thriving online communities well into the lives of the next major numbered console releases? I can see Rocket League being a primary candidate myself. Uh, I think uh, Chet made a whole video series about this very subject uh, and it was it was dire. Um no, I, I, it's weird the way that, um, video games as, as a service, as, which seems to be the buzz words at the moment to describe this sort of shit. I think we'll see it becoming more common that games will continue for a lot longer. Like, I can't see Rocket League dying out for a long time. And I can't see them replacing it with a Rocket League 2 anytime soon either. Um, it's, yeah, it's a tricky one. I, th- I, I, I think, there are going to be plenty of games that were released on this generation that will still be played uh, on the next sort of set of consoles. Yeah. I mean, I think I the think... most shocking thing about that email is that we're four years into this life cycle. That's insane. What, what, how long was the Xbox out for when the Xbox One was launched? Seven years? Yep, seven or eight years. So like a completely new generation in three years' time? Well, probably not, is it? Because uh, of the, the way they're... The way they're... Well, yeah, just well, according to Matt, it's next year. Right? Teams next year. Yeah, you said 2018, actually. <laughs> ah, I said teams. 2018, so Matt. Good. PS5. We'll see. Um, what do you think, uh, Andrew? Do you think we're we're going to see a lot more of this sort of games continuing cross, like like for longer periods of time? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I think like even stuff that you maybe don't expect. With like, I was going to say Mario Kart Eight. I wouldn't be surprised because. Like these, aside from, you know, Rocket League is an obvious one, absolutely, but, you know, that's kind of designed to just be, have the longest life ever. I think Mario Kart, like, they're just never, they're not going to do a nine for the longest time. And until they do. Oh, God, that you sucks. They just, you just play Mario Kart 8 and everyone will be happy to, right? It's that's fine if they're prepared to add to it. Like, yeah. I want a whole load of new tracks for that game now. Like, what well, I've played God knows how many hours of that <laughs> game and I'm just desperate for, like, Here's a whole new eight cups, and I would play. But I would pay twenty quid for that. If there was yeah. eight new cups, I would pay twenty quid for it. Easy. They keep on, and they. I mean, they keep adding stuff to Splatoon all the time. There's new stuff, like not weekly, but all the time. They, you know, they've got like new weapons and like new maps and stuff keep coming out. So oh, that's, please yeah, do they, it with Mario. They just Kart, dropped a please. bigger update, didn't they? With like, um, there's like four new maps or something. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. In your opinion, Andrew, how 
hard would it be for them to add like a bunch of new cups to Mario Kart now? <laughs> um, well, if you wait, I'll just text uh, Shigzy. No, what I mean, him, what uh, I mean is that does a game? Do you think? Like, I know that you don't know how the game's put together, and like, just because you're a dev, you don't know how to get. But do you think it once, like, has a game got to be prepped for that to happen, or can that be added at a later date? Do you think? Um, unless they made some odd decisions, I think it should be relatively. So Wii U simple. had DLC, didn't it? The Wii U version. Yeah, 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 but that was designed to have but DLC from the start. I think like the DLC was announced before the game launched. They did this. I don't want to go back to Animal Crossing, but I'm going to have to. Oh, for <laughs> they, oh God. they did this with New Leaf because it came. Like I think it was a few months, not a few months ago, maybe about six, eight months ago. They did like a big update to that, which added like new areas. Added and a stuff new to type it. of fish. Yeah, yeah new, new bit um, of wallpaper. I, I, I actually reckon <laughs> this is um, <laughs> fuck off. This is, uh, you, you, no, you fuck off. Um, this is um, actually like a bit of an EFE prediction, but I reckon there will be like a, a big update for it next year because I don't think. Mario Kart 9 is anywhere close because they really I know this technically Mario Kart 8 is a Wii U version but I think it's probably still like a gear at least away from like another Mario Kart so I wouldn't be surprised mm. if you there's know, not going to be another Mario Kart no it's... I think I think you're right I don't think there's going to be a Mario Kart for, for the Switch I do think so, they have to release some more content yeah, for yeah, Mario so, Kart. So, so like a, a, a big patch with, 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 with you know, new tracks and new cars and you know, people pay 20 quid or whatever to it. I, I would not be surprised if that's something that they announce at uh, E3 next year. Mm. Oh man, that will, I would welcome that with open arms because the game's incredible. I've just absolutely hammered it. There's not enough races in it for me now um, and it's killing me. That Star Course is his favourite and I have... I can't tell you how many times i've had to do that i like it's got two of the best races in it the airport uh, no it's got three of the best races in it the airport electrodome and um uh the mount wario but i have just absolutely killed them all like uh, it's ridiculous um so yeah i want i want more tracks man more characters what characters should that because i swear i play that game and think why is this guy not in mario kart um, can you be the Wii Fit Woman? <laughs> no, no that's remember. in Smash. She's in Smash. Yeah, just yeah. We just need more, 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 more Mario Kart. I'll be happy with that. Where were we? That'd what was the good. question? Uh, what no. other what games are are going to continue like multiplayer for like a long time? Oh right, okay. Well, we've covered that. Go on. Okay, next one says, uh, <laughs> "Hey, have you have you played?" Have any of you played old games from the distant past and had a blast with the experience or been disappointed? I only asked because I had a strange urge to play some ZX Spectrum games I had played to death in the early 80s. Old memories came flooding back when I fired up 3D Death Chase, uh, Attic Attack, uh, Airwolf, Legend of Avalon and Bruce Lee. A couple of hours was enough. Modern gaming is utterly incredible. And that's from John. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not you, you you hate retro games, don't you, David? It's, you've no I, don't, I don't hate them. Like, I just don't play them. I, I yeah, remember going back to Guy's Spy ones. I, I still can't <laughs> understand that. What, what were they I, thinking? I don't know. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I went back to Guy's Spy once and thought, actually, this is bullshit. I loved it when I was a kid, but this is, this, like, it's a proper full of, like, you're dead now, bye. Um, and also, you know, it's really disappointing going back to, uh, Time Splits 2 and remembering that, because the controls have evolved so much since that game mm. came out, it's almost impossible to play now. It's um, 
yeah. I wish I could... I wish it was more playable, put it that way. You get that with a lot of stuff from like from the N64 era. I mean, it's not that old, but, you know... Like which ones? Well, Perfect Dark, for example. If you go back yeah, and try I mean, and play that... Yeah, I mean, it's the first-person shooters, isn't it? Yeah. It's if, not... It, if you try and play that stuff. on, like, the original hardware, it's it's a, it's awful. It's really terrible. It's Like, know. whereas Mario 64 still plays like a dream yeah. on that system. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that could, that control is weird. Yeah. How about you, Andrew? Do you, is there many, many games that you've... Uh, well, I mean, uh, the SNES Classic was... Is what well, is just amazing for me. Like I, I love all the games on that. I think they're all magic. But I played Afterburner like a proper arcade cabinet version at um, EGX this year, and I just, I just don't get it. I mean, quite apart from the fact that I basically skinned my shins trying to get in and out of the cabinet. Um, <laughs> I'm not really the right size for those things, but um, I just don't know what you're supposed to do in it anymore. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm shooting stuff, but I just die about thirty seconds in every time. No idea how or why. You know. Um, but same day, Point Blank. Amazing. What a game. Yeah, Point Blank is too good. See, so good. I, I got that with, when I played Yakuza, they had like, they got like the arcade cabinets in those that you can like play. And one of them was like Space Harrier. And I still don't really understand why that game was popular because <laughs> I just don't think it's why very good. Why was that popular? Because yeah. I liked it when I was a kid, but I don't really remember. I think it was just weird. It was like a spirit yeah. with a gun. It was more like, this is cool rather than I'm enjoying playing this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. how about you, I, I just I don't have enough time for modern games so I certainly haven't got time to go out to old ones oh Matt fuck off that, I hate that <laughs> I've not got time for this well, I, I yes don't. you have you need to make time for it I then. haven't got time I, well, to what? play all these games and Destiny and clear up you know game of the year stuff and then have like an evening to play old games no chance You've never played old games. I mean, I'm playing Dark Souls at the moment. <laughs> he definitely hasn't. I mean, he hasn't played any of the Mario games like ever, has oh, he? Oh, God. Did you see any of his Dark Souls stream last night, Andrew? No, I was meant to have a little look today, actually, but I didn't. It, 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 hilarious. The good, I, I mean, have you played Dark Souls? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know how important Andre the Blacksmith is? Yes, yeah. Well, Matt gets to Andre the Blacksmith last night. And people in the chat are going, just whatever you do, don't hit him. Whatever you do, don't hit him. So Matt goes, no, I'm not going to attack him. And then he goes through the, the mentions, like the, <laughs> sorry, the menus. And he's like going, okay, I can sell this. I could do this. And, and then he looks at the chat and he notices someone subscribed and goes, oh, thanks for subscribing. You can see his arms like moving a bit. And he accidentally hit the attack button. Oh, and literally, he must have been about a pixel away from just... <laughs> <laughs> twatting Andre in the face like he was so close to completely destroying everything he'd done already like Matt you don't understand if you touch him with your sword you might as well reset the game now it's you can get through the game without Andre but you've just made it a million times harder like you you can't, well, if I'm going to get through the game, I might as well do it the hardcore way but no but luckily I missed him and um, Matt spent what was it I think it was about 30 seconds with his hand over his mouth just looking at the <laughs> screen. <was> <laughs> oh, God, it could have all ended there. But, yeah. Uh, but you're doing well. You're doing well. You needed a bit of a pet talk last yeah, night. Yeah, but it's good, good to have a new one. Like, it's good that you can just jump on Discord and everyone can hear you and it's like a little bit of a live live show. It's good. No, no. Yeah, I, 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 um, this week's episode was was way, way better than the one previously because I, I killed that boar. Uh, boss, I got, I got, I ran past those enemies. I got to cathedral and I got to the next bonfire. So now from here on out, this is places I haven't been before. So I'm a bit more scared now, but yeah, hopefully maybe yeah, I'll get you're not too far from the next boss. Put it that way. You're not too far from the next yeah, boss. I'm ringing my first bell, which I'm very excited about. 
How how long has he got until he's got the Capra Demon? Oh, uh, I think the Capra Demon... Isn't it? Yeah, and I think the Capra Demon's after Goggles, I think, if mm. I remember correctly. I'll have to go back I can't wait listen. for that. I'm, I'm absolutely going to be tuning in for that. Because you access it through the door by the bridge, which you can't do until... Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, of course it is, because it's Capra Demon, then you're down to Blight Town. Well, so, so, when I went to see Andre, if I kept going down, wasn't there like, wasn't there like a massive demon in a hall? There or is, what? yeah, but don't who, worry who, about that. Yeah. that? That's... That's on the way to Sif, I think, isn't it? Okay. Sif the dog thing, James. Yeah, that's right, yeah. You yeah. go down yeah. there. But yeah, you you want to do that later. Yeah. You want to do that later. Um, Jesus, it's weird how you can remember stuff from that game. I mean, I'm probably wrong, but I'm, it, there's still big parts of that game just etched into my head. It was mental. Uh, okay, anyway, cool. Don't play Next games. question. Let's move on. Okay, next one's from Adam Turner. He says, uh, Hi, all. I'm really looking forward to your Game of the Year show uh, this year. I can't wait to hear who stabs who in the back first. That is if David has managed to remove the three knives from his back from last year. My, <laughs> my only concern is that Zelda will steamroll the event, as you all love the game so much. Have you guys considered if Zelda will run away with the competition? May I offer a solution? You all agree Zelda is Game of the Year, and therefore not nominated. Then you leave the competition wide open for a second Game of the Year. This will allow games like Yakuza, James... And future unfolded, uh, David, or is it unfolding? Unfolding. Yeah. yeah, a chance for some limelight. We'll also get another situation like last year when you guys were the only team with Trackmania as your game of the year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't say, you can't, because we were saying about this and we were going, Zelda's probably going to uh, smash it this year. But, I mean, last year, none of us going into that would have said the Trackmania would come out the winner. No way. <laughs> it's weird. It's definitely like walking, like what it felt like last year, and we weren't prepared for it, walking into a forest with a plan and then that plan going out of the window the moment like you're about a mile in and then coming out like completely different people with with something you didn't expect yeah, to pick I mean, up. No one would have ever, no one, none of us, no one listening would have ever said, yeah, I think I'd probably try mania. <laughs> like that came from <laughs> nowhere. Yeah. And then, and then by the end of it, we were all kind of like, "Yeah, no, it's not a bad game yeah, of the year." To be fair, I'm quite happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've got a feeling there's a couple of games that are going to give it a run yeah, for I mean, money. Like, well, we've for got games money. like Mario. We've got, I mean, other games probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like Mario and Zelda. I mean, Farpoint probably. That that will that will probably uh, Stardew Valley probably. That'll be up there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, because if you've got... James, I don't know about you, but if um, uh, Life is Strange ends as strongly as it has been, Mm. that's going to be... If that really emotionally grabs me in that last episode, that could challenge. I think that could be a a contender. Genuinely. Think about it. Like, think about how it's affected you, the first two episodes. Mm. And all right, Zelda was this huge thing. But if that affects you more on a personal level to the point where you're like, how it has been doing in the previous two episodes, like, I, if they come up against each other, that's going to fuck my brain up a little bit. Because I, I've adored both games, but I think I've had a personal attachment more to Life is Strange. You're thinking about it now, aren't you, James? I'm thinking I mean, about it, yeah. Not so easy, is it, mate? I have already started writing down arguments for some of the games I've got on my list. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> All of yours are VR games and no one gives a shit. Next <laughs> question. 
<laughs> I'll, uh, Dave, props to you for giving Matt actually good Dark Souls advice, uh, let's see shield drop, and positive feedback. There was so much troll advice or condescending advice coming in the chat, <laughs> but you actually gave him relevant advice for his current skill level. People need to wake up and realise they weren't soul level one and parrying the Taurus demon in their first playthrough of the game. Yeah, it's, I'm getting, I mean, there's like 60 plus people watching, shouting at me, yeah, and, uh, and laughing at me, or, um, or with me, but mostly at me. It's part of the fun, isn't it? That's yeah, in defence of the chat, they're in in the joke, they know what they're doing, they're fucking around, so... Uh, I wouldn't take it too seriously. Oh, no, I'm not. But um, it's quite funny to watch Matt sweating. Like he looks <laughs> at him. What am I supposed to do? What am I? That's the opposite of what this guy's saying. What do I do? This? <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad when I so, ignore the chat, but I, I do need to learn to ignore it a bit more. I was oh, going to send you an Xbox Live message to see how you were getting on, but you know, just didn't get around to it. Anyway, you take that joke too far. I started that joke and you ruined it. No, I didn't. Next. It was fine. I only did it a couple no, of times. No, you didn't. You it did. I was it, like, it, okay, he's read it now. No, it was fine because then he also screwed up, his, um, screwed up one of the bosses as well, which was good. But, you know. <laughs> anyway. <A> nasty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> About Dark Souls. Jones and Dave, you obviously have a great respect for the game. Why haven't you tried Bloodborne? Um, I just got a PS4 and I'm playing it for the first time and it is a special game. I get your lack of interest in the other Dark Souls games because you've already played the most significant one, but Bloodborne is significantly different. The more sinister, scary setting, no shields, more aggressive combat, it tops many people's favourite Soulsborne game lists. Uh, what's holding you back from it? Nothing. I've played a hell of a lot of that game. <laughs> you played it. I, I mean to, but I just haven't got around to it. It's... um. I don't know. Yeah, it's really good. I think I got a little bit too bogged down. Like, I'm not great with horror anyway, and I don't like being on edge. Uh, and being playing Dark Souls puts you on edge as it is. So to have that sort of fear inside you, plus the horror stuff, it sent me over the edge a bit and sent me a bit mad. Uh, but yeah, I got. I mean, I got past Rum um, and uh, did some stuff after that. And then I had to move on to other stuff. But... Yeah, I mean, James, you need to play it. I've got a copy. What have I got? I've got a copy. I'll send it to you. Really? I thought you weren't yeah, going to do absolutely. that anymore. And I did return all that stuff, didn't I? So, you know. James, I'll send you it. You'll lo- you will love it. Genuinely. Okay. Genuinely love it. And not only that, you played... Um, you didn't use your shield much with Dark Souls, did you? No, I didn't, no. It was, no, uh, and this so this will be made for you. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll oh, send it over. That's perfect for me as well. <laughs> Mr. Shieldman, you might as well have equipped a shield to your forehead. I'll tell you what, I think towards the end of that playthrough, yeah, you know, that we did when we were doing the other show, I, I spent a lot of time just running around like in the underwear, you know, because it was just quicker. Well, it yeah, was, I know, yeah. but you've, Matt needs to learn the mechanics first. He needs to learn how to backstab. He, so he he needs to do this stuff before you can start running around. Yeah. Um, which is exactly what I did towards the end as well, but. Yeah, when you're starting out, you need to learn how the game works first. Mm-hmm. No, to me. No, to me, mate. Okay, next question comes from Greg. Um, he says, until last week, I'd been playing Battlefront 2. Um, I'd heard a lot of chat about it along the lines of, there's a really good game underneath all the loot box progression stuff, but after giving it a good go, these people seem to be talking out of their arse. Discounting all the loot box uh, progression stuff at its core, it is a deeply mediocre game with really real shit mixed in there as well as odd moments of, of fun in spite of itself. However, what really coloured my experience of the game and made me much harder critic than I might otherwise have been is that the game just kept reminding me of all the th- time I've, the things I've done in Titanfall 2 and how it did things better. 
from the really fundamental stuff like just aiming the gun with the pads to much bigger, more obvious stuff like level design. If I hadn't played Titanfall 2, I might not have noticed all the issues I have with it quite so clearly. My question is, have you ever played a game which has actively ruined other similar games for you? Um, yeah, that you might not have, might have otherwise enjoyed if you, but they can't live up to the other game that you played. That's from Greg. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, Titanfall 2 is definitely up there. That game, that game is too good. Um, (laughs) Mario 64 ruined Tomb Raider for me. (laughs) How did it do that? (laughs) So I had It's so totally like different. I know, but just the whole like, like Mario's like free and you know he's everywhere you can see you can go and you're just sort of like running around Tomb Raider's like you're it's like a like you're on a grid you know and, it really and is, I just, yeah. yeah it just felt so restrictive I was just like ugh no uh, Mario plus 60- the drowning in both of those games Mario 64 ruined Croc 3D for me <laughs> which is uh, never the same so imagine that. imagine at the moment like ukulele's about to come out on Switch and it's like after Mario Odyssey came out I mean it's Yes, I don't think anyone's going to want to play that if they play Mario Odyssey. It's such a shame because I mean, yeah, I do, it's I I had high hopes for that secretly. I didn't want to get too excited because you know I'm a big Banjo Kazooie fan, but the reports of what that game was like when it came out was so disheartening. Um, they did a big I, patch though that addressed a bunch of that apparently. Oh yeah, have they put some good in it now? <laughs> yeah, patch notes. Good added. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. The game is now good. Yeah. Yeah. Then we get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I just ran the point home. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just put that one to bed. Just tuck it in. Yeah, just tuck that joke in. in now, James. It's very clear what was, what was being implied. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I can't think of a game that's completely destroyed other games for me. I mean, the, the only, you know, Freeze has completely destroyed any other mobile game that I've ever loaded onto my phone because I'm like, well, I'll just play Freeze instead. <laughs> That's been pretty bad. <laughs> um, and I suppose Forza Horizon, when I went back to like, um, uh, Burnout Paradise and I went through a phase of playing that again. And of course, the fucking, obviously, like it come out way later on a much more powerful console or whatever, but it does show up like the limitations of, of Burnout Paradise and, uh, like the way that that series has evolved, that Forza Horizon 3 is just a- utterly stunning. Like, I I love that game. Um, so I guess that counts, De- but um, I guess Destiny, it kind of don't. I don't know. I think the shooting in that is so good that I now judge all first-person shooters based on, uh, especially like the shooting model. Um, the gun feel, yeah. definitely, I compare it to Destiny. Yeah, the gun feel, the gun feel is incredible. I, like, I, I don't think any other games come close to that, apart from maybe Doom. Doom, you know, it feels incredible as well, but in a in a different way. Um, it's certainly highlighted, especially playing through Destiny Two now, alongside playing Wolfenstein. It does like highlight how how big of a gap there is between enjoying the shooting uh, in Destiny and and, and not enjoying it so much in Wolfenstein. And I think maybe I wouldn't care as much if I was just focusing on Wolfenstein, but when I'm playing them side by side, I'm like, fuck, if I'm shooting shit, I'd rather be shooting shit in this game. Um, Yeah, it's a shame. Have you got any examples, Andrew? Um, GTA 3, when that came out, like ruined basically everything else, Uh, just because it was just like so ridiculous. Um, I'm trying to think, like, Res, like, changed how I saw games, but I can't think of a game that it kind of 
knocked out. Knocked out. Yeah, I feel like every other rhythm game up until that point had been really cool, and then I played Res, and it was like, oh, no, this is, like, again, it's like your threes thing. It's like, if I'm going to play a rhythm game, why would I just, why wouldn't I just play this? Yeah. I don't, like, I've, going back to, the, you know, older eras, I, I definitely think that Diddy Kong Racing destroyed Mario Kart 64 for me. Because I was like, that dickhead, oh, yeah, but no, like, I, let me explain. I was that dickhead kid that, that, you know, had to sort of pick a team. And instead of saying, actually, these are both very, very good games, I was like, no, Mario Kart 64 is nowhere near as good as Diddy Kong Racing, mate. And it wasn't until later in life where you go back and play it and go, actually, this is really fucking good. Of course it is. I was just in that thing where, like, you know, you pick sides, like Matt Murray and his Sega. Look, don't mock them. Sega lid. All right, okay, next question. You're not going to ask me? Oh, all right, go on. No, that's right. We can move on to the tweets. No, 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 it's... no. You can't just sit there quiet, not joining in, <laughs> and then get offended when I'm going to no, move no, the show What on. do you mean, not joining in? You asked Matt. Then you ask, um, I've forgotten his name, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Anyway. No, he wasn't. I no, wasn't. I'm joking, was... Tom. Uh, Andy. <laughs> Gag man. Genuine. Uh, but yeah. God, and then, then, so you ask them, and then don't bother asking me. And then as soon as oh I say God, something, you're go just on, like, James, then go James. on, stop fucking whining. Go on. All right, Deus Ex, the original one of those, that ruined first-person shooter games for a while for me. Because even though it's not an amazing first-person shooter, I really enjoyed all like, the RPG stuff. Oh, I loved the first. And then I loved the first one. It's so good. For a long time, there wasn't any other stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was a good. One. Should we do tweets then? Yeah. Um, the f- <laughs> the first. I don't know, have you got anything else to say? No, no I'm good. I'm good. Still want to hurt your feelings? No, because you haven't got the, the dock open, have you? You're not, you haven't bothered having a look. But go on, what was your point? Combine Hunter says, uh, there's been a lot of- What the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) There's been a lot of discussion about what moments we reckon Matt will struggle with going through, uh, Dark Souls, but what moments are Dave and James betting Matt will positively enjoy? Next question. Um, Um, nope. (laughs) I think, mm, I think it'll definitely, it'll be loving the social interaction. That'll be one thing. No, I no. Seriously, I mean, Matt is one of these people that wears his heart on his sleeve, and I think when he beats a boss, you will see just joy personified. You know, like especially the fact that he's streaming it. When you see Matt beat something big in that game or get over a hump, you will see uh, just your Matt. I can't wait for you to. That's why I really want you to stick with it because I think when you beat some of the bigger bosses in this game, you are going to be on like. You're gonna be shaking with adrenaline. Yeah, I can't. I Absolutely. can't wait. For you're that. gonna. I mean, I've been you're gonna shaking with adrenaline if I get one backstab in. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, trust is, me, that's yeah. I, the I would, stuff that will. I'd still bet money that he's not gonna get past that Capra demon. I just don't think it's gonna happen. But surely you'll I bet can money. just keep yeah, at it, would... and I'll get it done, right? I mean, it's how much? doable. All right, I bet you a tenner, Dave, that he doesn't do it. You're on. I'll yeah. take a tenner. Dave, uh, James, yeah. I'll you're take an a idiot. tenner. I reckon if, Matt will if, get if past the Capadina. If you gonna... start to let you finish it, that's clearly bullshit from all the games that you've not finished. That is no, a no, fucking I good mean, point. If I really Matt, Matt, shut the fuck up. Not... Matt, shut up. Don't talk him out of this bet. I know you're going to do this. <laughs> I know you do. I, I believe in you. I totally think you'll do it. James, 
Is that a digital handshake? Yep. 10 quid. I'm happy with oh, that. Yeah. Sweet. I'm up for that. Come on, Matt. You've got to do it now, son. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, <laughs> I forgot I was going to say this to the end of the show, but I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. I am sick of it. You owe me a tenner. Nah, <laughs> I'll take it out of your next Twitch cut. Uh, right. Okay. Um, okay. What, what was the question? What are the bits that you'd enjoy? J- yeah. J- James, have you got any? If, I mean, if he gets through that, and he does get to Hornsons and Smoke, then I'm sure that he'll definitely really enjoy that after he's beaten it, because that was the best moment for me. I loved it. See, I think if he's going to duck out anywhere, it'd be that. You think? But we've just got to keep convincing him to do it, basically. Uh, and you will do it, Matt. See, you'll do the, it. You'll the smash reason, it. The reason, the reason I think he's going to get stuck at the, at the Capra Demon is because if he's only playing this on Sunday nights, it's like it requires like that getting through I don't that. think he will. I, I was saying this to John earlier. I think I think we're going to get a few midweek streams. Yeah, I feel in. like I'm going to have to too. Because also, if I, I'm leaving a week, and then when he comes back to Sunday night, I'm like forgetting where I was, forgetting the menus, yeah, yeah, yeah. forgetting the button. So I almost certainly will ramp it up at some point. And I'm going to want to play more, I think. Anyway, because even now I'm like I wouldn't mind playing a bit tonight. Well, obviously not tonight with recording, but I might increase the the stream count. But it's also nice yeah, just it, saying every Sunday at nine. It's uh. <laughs> It is, but then you could get a few cheeky ones in. Um, yeah, I just, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how you uh, like. I, I I'm just really excited for those moments where you do something big in it. That's gonna be that's gonna be class. Yeah, me too. It's Matt, going Matt, to be I'll class. give you a I'll give you a tenner if you go and kill the blacksmith. Don't do, do not take that. Hundred quid. We're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Add a zero, please. Hundred pounds. <laughs> go on. Picture me wall says, uh, do you think there'll be many things that'll ever use the motion sensor in the Switch's right Joy-Con? Or is it just one of those features that'll be quietly forgotten about? It's an odd one, isn't it? You use mm-hmm. it to eat sandwiches in one, two, Switch. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on, so only the right Joy-Con has got... Um... Yeah. No, he's talking about the infrared stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, wait, okay, cool, okay, d- yeah, so he's not thinking about, he's not thinking about the external like, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yes, no, yeah, good no, point. No. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, developers aren't really going to be tempted to use that because it limits the amount of ways you can play their game, right? Is that the feeling? That's got to be. Yeah, you're not going to do a lot of that. Then stuff can on only the train, play it with you? that detached. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, I'm so tempted to play that sandwich eating game all the way up to Manchester <laughs> on a on a Virgin train. During rush hour. <laughs> you just you do the train the train will stop for a bit at a platform and you know where it all goes quiet no before it goes to a platform the train stops and it's waiting for the next train to move and you just hear like in the corner just where you go <laughs> <laughs> the sandwich man comes around with his trolley and you're like no I'm alright mate I'm alright yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fucking right. stuffed <laughs> Uh, also the, uh, the fact is that the pro control doesn't have the infrared it's like it, they're, they're limiting it by yeah and yeah I don't think any other games are going to have it are they I don't know what they well, I don't know what they were going for it's weird mm. it is weird alright Buscalily says are mm. you more or less interested in purchasing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because it has excessively big anime boobs in it I mean that's a definite what is that it's a Nintendo game isn't it why is yeah. all this stuff happening I thought they were dead against all that. It's a JRPG, isn't it? And they had Bayonetta, uh, didn't they? It wasn't that all about that stuff as well. No, it was Sega. Yeah, but that was on Wii. Yeah, but it was a Sega game. Mm. Didn't Nintendo publish the second one? 
They did, yeah. Yeah, but it was made by Sega, wasn't it? Either way, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Chronicles. I mean, I have asked for it for Christmas, so there's yeah. But James was made by Sega. (laughs) (laughs) James is pervert. Next, Darrow M eighty five says, "Since we are four years into the current generation, do any of you have a definitive game of the generation?" For me, it's Bloodborne. I don't. I don't agree with that. I read this today. I don't think Bloodborne can be. What? Um, Why not? It's PS4. It's fantastic. It's br- like it's fantastic. However, but when people talk about it, they say it's you know well, it's kind of the same as Dark Souls, right? It's Dark Souls bought into the new generation. I don't think it defines the generation. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Mm. Like if, I'm not doubting the quality of that game in the slightest so don't all go mental don't all tweet all your Dark Souls mates on Twitter because I know what they're like <laughs> it's fantastic um, I don't think it defines the genre I would say I mean, games like like Zelda Breath of the Wild I mean yes yeah I, I yeah I, but I think that is a very very good contender Breath of the Wild is a very good contender um, I also think Possibly Overwatch, possibly um, Destiny in some ways. Um, I don't, you know, the the way. You know, I mean, kind are, of, are we choosing kind games? Of a bit of we everything think is in our favourite over the last generation, no, or the one that defines no. a generation? That defines the generation. That was the question, wasn't it? I mean, do we James? have? Do we have? Yeah. I mean, James, I, like, yeah, yeah, there could be his like, use of the, a use of the word definitive. I mean, is is he saying? Our, what's our favourite game of the generation or what are we choosing as a game that defines where read that, but Read the actual question bit again, James. Since we are four years into the current generation, do any of you have a definitive game of the generation? For me, it's Blood Bowl. Right, I see. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, it could be either. I don't know what you mean by that. If you're saying favourite game of the generation, then for me, it's probably Rocket League. Oh, um, yeah. But if you're saying a game that defines the generation, then shit. I mean that it's definitely the games of service stuff like overwatch and stuff like that i guess yeah. it's hard to nail down isn't it like what is this generation about i mean we said it at the time i mean this is a weird one but and i i mean i think play unknown's battlegrounds could be one that <laughs> defines it because it this sort of game wouldn't have been wouldn't have been around before say like the twitch era of gaming like this game yeah. like, has been designed yeah. and built for streaming to, to watch and to and, and you know and it's a uh, early access it's it's blown up it's like 25 but it's probably 30 million by the time i'm, I'm saying this you know it, it's absolutely blown up it it's it, it's i i think that, that that could definitely be up there if we're going to use a game to define what generation is and maybe what couldn't been done previously Although that's not out on consoles, so probably um, Fortnite is the game that defines the generation (laughs) of consoles. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? Yeah, I think Zelda Breath of the Wild is as good a shout as I've heard. Because that just completely flips everything on its head. Um, My word. Actually, that might be a good shout. I I mean, certainly not for me, because I loved... uh, uh, I loved... um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, but that game was killed by um, oh, Zelda. Yeah, I, people, I tried to it? play yeah. Horizon afterwards, and I was like, "No way, I just can't do it." The great thing about having potentially Zelda as it is that it takes so many influences, like things like 
things like uh, Metal Gear Solid, things like uh, The Witcher, Portal. It's, it's got you can see so many other games in it, but it's a game that takes those influences and builds on them. I've, no, I think I think you've got to give it a little bit more credit. I think it does a hell of a lot that those games oh, no, don't. No, yeah, it, it does, but it, you can see where where those other 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 influences and other things have, are in in its DNA. But it's like taken to the next level. It's like changed it. It's evolved. It's it's got its own Nintendo spin on it. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game. <laughs> I wonder what the game of the year is going to be. Go on, let's okay. go. Dirty Brusso says, uh, just got a Switch plus Mario in the Black Friday sales. Uh, apart from the obvious uh, Zelda Splatoon, what are some of the more niche titles I should uh, get you know for it? Tumble Seed is very good. It's a lot of fun. I would recommend Tumble Seed. Um, and it feels great in handheld mode because you're controlling each side of a stick and the sticks are each side of the screen. So it's, um, uh, yeah, it's good. I go for. I've got a whole tons of stuff on this machine. Oh, I've, go on. I've bought Let's so many it. games on here. Puyo Puyo Tetris is brilliant. That's that's yeah. a great release of that. Mario Plus Rabbids is really good. Mm. Uh, I really like Shantae, but other people don't. But no, um, uh, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy was also fantastic. That's kind of niche and was was really good. Stardew Valley, I guess, if you like that kind of thing. <laughs> Ooh, I guess. Interesting. <laughs> golf Golf Story. Definitely get that. That's really good fun. Steam or Dig Two, America. I mean, this, mach- this, mach- this machine's got no <laughs> games. <Steam Eclipse>. Yeah. <laughs> this machine's got no games, is it? Perfect. Oh, shut up, Matt! I hate people that are doing that. That's what people said at the start. It, the, 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 they're not uh, saying that, that was anymore. a joke. Yeah, I know. But you know what I mean. Okay, fine. Excuses says uh, when James recovers from the tedium of Two Souls, what is your recommendation for his next stream? I say forget Cage and go for La Noir. I think you should do. I'm retired. I'm not doing Deadly Premonition. But, you know, no, I don't, I don't want to play play any more games. You don't was, want to play any more games. I don't want to play any more games that way because I, I don't know that that Two Souls stream was horrible and I really didn't. I would enjoy genuinely it. like to watch you stream some FIFA. Uh, career mode. Why? It's really. I just boring. want to see what you're up to. Do Do you do the the commentary in your house? What like you when mean? you're sitting there playing it, do you do pretend commentary? No. You didn't. But you did do that at one point in your life, right? Well, yeah, yeah, of course. But I don't do that now. You don't do that now. No. I mean, I've not played FIFA for a while, but the last FIFA game that I took seriously. I probably I was probably still doing that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I know I was. <laughs> Just in my front room. I mean, it was an adult, but I was sitting there going, "Oh, I'm in trouble I, now." I, I was not only doing comedy; I was also wearing my palace top. <laughs> <laughs> what? When I was playing it. Just yeah, anyway. You put your palace yes. top on. I mean, I guess that's okay for a palace fan. I mean, that's standard behaviour. But <laughs> God. Okay, uh, last one we got is uh, from Pete Beckett. He says, as as your end of the year show will be coming up, and we have already heard about some of the great games we played this year, I want to know what's the worst games that you've come out this year or that you played this year. Oh, I really didn't like... Um, what? Oh, no. That was last year. Are there any games that I genuinely didn't get on with? This year's been too good. Yeah, it's been a lot of good stuff. It's been easy like, I... to like avoid rubbish, isn't it? Because it's just been... There's been mm. so much good stuff that it's like, why would you even bother, you know, like, chancing it with other things? I even had time for Mass Effect. I thought that was pretty, like, I mean, people slated it and stuff, but I didn't mind it at all. Oh, come on, there must have been a game that I've played this year that I didn't like. 
they're so easily forgettable. I don't focus on games that I don't get on with. Yeah, and I, I just, drop I just them and don't, move on. I mean, we've covered this definitely before, but you know, if there's a bad game, I just won't won't buy it, and I'll play the good ones, thank you. Um, but surely, in terms of disappointments, Mass Effect must be up there for you. I know it hasn't said disappointments, but I guess like it wasn't as good as the other three, um, but I didn't hate it. I still really enjoyed what I played of it. Like you know, I guess it was disappointing, but. I wasn't angry with it. Uh, yeah, well, wasn't there a game that came out recently that everyone was let down by? I mean, Battlefront 2. Battlefront was like Apart from Battlefront 1. I can't remember. Jesus, uh, you, my brain's fried. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm racking my brains, honestly. I, I can't think of any. Like, it's a bit, I'm annoyed that I'm not more into Animal Crossing, but it's not because it's bad. It's just I've got a Switch, so... <laughs> yeah, um, mobile games are always a bit of a, a coin toss anyway, aren't they? Yeah. It's like like you go into them thinking, yeah, this could be shit. It's like you go in with low expectations, I think. Um, so it's a little bit easier to handle. Yeah. Mm. Okay, all right. Well, we have it. that wasn't great. Go on, next. That's Is it. that it? That's the last one, yeah. Andrew, thanks for joining us. It was great to hear pleasure. your voice again. Me um, too. How's things going over at Spilt Milk Studios these days? They're going well. Um, <clears throat> we're still working on the MMO, Lazarus. Um, you can still get your, well, your skin's still a thing in it, you know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, hopefully looking out for it on uh, uh, early next year on Early Access. So what, what are you planning to, what, launch on Steam, is it? Steam, yeah. We'll do Steam Early Access sort of early next year, and then we'll sort of ramp up from there, see where it goes. How long have you been working on it? Oh, crikey, just over a year now. I said, oh, right, because in my head, you've been working on it for like two or three years. I no. think that was maybe when you were first, because I'm sure you mentioned the idea of it to me it, a while ago. Yeah, it used to be an iPad, like, it was like Shooty Skies turned into, uh, yeah. but, but it was, yeah, it was like that, but like four years ago or something. And then we shelved it and then it came back as an MMO because, you know. So how's the process been for you so far? Is it like you, have you had, have you found a sort of group of people that are dead behind it and excited? for it to, you know, finally see the um the early access launch. Um hopefully. I think we've we've been a bit slow on some updates recently. We we were doing sort of fortnightly but because of tech stuff we weren't able to keep up to that. But we're we're getting back towards that now and that's where you sort of see the people reacting. But <clears throat> all the everyone every time we share the concept art and, and any gifts or anything like that, it's um it's gone down alright. So yeah, pretty excited. And I, yeah, the artwork's been fantastic. The stuff you've been tweeting out, it looks, it looks insane. Mm. Um, the one thing that I am interested in, now, I, I know it's a completely different kettle of fish because you're a free-to-play game, but with all that's gone on over the past month and, you know, it being such a hot topic about microtransactions and stuff, how much of that has had an effect on your development of Lazarus? Have you had to adjust things or do you think that the situations everyone's moaning about is so far removed from what you're doing anyway that it hasn't really uh been an issue yeah to be honest it's more than latter like we've we've always said it will be free to play it'll always have microtransactions loot crates and similar stuff in it so i feel like anyone who's come to the game and is enjoying it they're sort of ready for that um and um and yeah there's like a there's a big market of people you know, who, who for that they expect it, especially you know younger people, which where it does get a bit iffy, I suppose, if you are worried about gambling and stuff like that. But but generally, there's like a, a generation of gamers growing up where it's like people just expect games to be free, um, 
and and so you got to sort of roll with it. So and regardless of that, we're too far along to change it now. So uh, yeah. Um. And how can people? Because people can play it now, right? They've yeah, just yeah, got you to sign can go up. to um, playlazarus.com and you just like pop your email in and uh, you get sent a Steam key, and uh, and as simple as that. And you said the code still works, so go in there and type smash <laughs> and then get the <laughs> get the computer game show skin represent. Represent. Um, I'm glad I can't play it, but you made a fucking good tweet the other the other day um like because i've i've only got a mac at home and it's only available on windows pc or whatever and you tweeted out saying next time someone asks you to like why is this not available for mac have a look at these stats on percentage (laughs) of steam users for mac and percentage uh that are are using windows machines and it was what was it it was like 99.4 percent or something stupid wasn't it yeah, it's, some, it was literally, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's still quite a lot of people, you know, because there's so many people there, but, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty low, it's pretty low. We still love you though, Mac users, we still love you. Oh, was I not, but yeah, no, you put it on Twitter, I'm all right. That's all good. <laughs> I just thought, was that a private conversation? No, 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 no. I'm at that stage of the night where I don't know what I'm saying or doing anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so next time you'll have to come on the show just as it launches and let us know how it's going I'd, I'd love to I'd love to for real um right thanks for oh Matt does his thing then he gone I haven't got much to say this week but I just wanted to um obviously we're doing a game of the year draft um next week so send in any of your picks for game of the year it'd be great great the stupid stupid thing to do why can't do that yet. They got to do it next week. Uh well, you, you, the week after, in it, because otherwise that will flavour as that. What you're saying? What? But because what? Because that that will. Are you saying if they? I'm choose saying now, they can't do it because they don't know what's not made delicious yet. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, if I go, I think Mario Odyssey should be nominated for the. <laughs> So uh, yeah, just follow us on Twitter. We're at Computer Game Pod. That's it. And leave us a review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Like, we, we, re- we really want some reviews on Apple Podcasts. So that, that does well for listening to charts, gets more people seeing the show. Yeah, and and just yeah, leave us a review, tell a friend. That's all. That's all, all you want. I'll be doing Dark Souls nine p.m. on Sunday night on Twitch. Search us over on Twitch, and uh, any other YouTube stuff we do is over on our YouTube channel. So just check us out there. As usual, thanks for living it. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to our voices. Uh, we'll catch you next week with a special guest. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.